American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army. We lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister, and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. As soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July. Hey, Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list. And the statue of Liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly, and it's gonna be here. When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell, and it'll feel like the Oh, I can't hear. There we go. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Everything's on. I can hear you. Well, I could hear you then, but I can't hear you now. What the hell happened? I hear you blowing into the mic, but I can't hear you talking now. What are you doing, child? What are you destroying over there? That's in redheads, man. They just tear shit up. I don't know what it is. It's a curse. And we gotta get we gotta get her some mic, people. Uh, no, that was for a friend of mine whose dad just passed away, and uh, he was a lifer. He's a marine lifer, and I uh, said. So, he asked me if I'd play it. I said, cool. It's a cool song. So, you know, we play weird shit on this network all the time, but it's uh, we can't play the whole song because it'll start a fridgy fight with YouTube. And still, uh, pretty soon we won't have to worry about YouTube. Starting uh, somewhere between January 7th and January 10th, this, nailable, this network will be available in your television, in your living room, in your dining room, in your bedroom. It won't make no difference. You can't hide no more. Uh, you can actually see us in all of these venues now. We will be on uh, have a Roku, our own Roku feed. Uh, more than likely, we're going to set it up. Uh, I've been talking with with the uh, with uh, actually, sorry, damn hair is bugging me. It's not a ponytail. Uh, we're going to probably set up in a Netflix style so that y'all can actually get it, uh, like you would go on Netflix and find it. We'll we'll see. We um we'll start posting some of the rerun stuff. We'll start posting this week. Matter of fact, we'll be posting it all week. Uh, we'll be posting rerun stuff all week. And then somewhere on the probably the eighth, the seventh or the eighth, you'll be able to um, join us. You'll be able to pop us into. Hello, Emily. Hey, everybody, Emily's men house. How you doing? She's hiding. She, she looks like she's hiding in there, doesn't she? She's like a little nest hiding in there, or something. No, we were just. I am. Here. Okay. It's, winter. it's winter time. You should be hiding out, man. It's uh, I, I get back in my studio. I can shut my door. It's it's soundproof back here. I don't hear no crazy noises. I don't hear any, anybody bugging me. It's um, it's nice actually. It's it's not Chihuahua proof though, unfortunately. 
It's okay. Somehow we love our that, dogs. We love our animals. Somehow I know that. Yeah. Somehow I know that they figure out the little one. She just figures out how to get in here somehow. Another. She's just. I'll be in the middle of a show, and all of a sudden I'll look down. And she's looking up. Like, she likes to be on the radio. She comes in about the mid mid hour. Wants to do her thing. <laughs> See, I'm wearing a black shirt tonight. She'll go to sleep on that shirt, and she'll move. And and pe- weirds people out because if they don't see me put her up there, she blends right in. I mean, she is jet black. You don't see her. She's dangerous. And we had glue in the dark shirt so she can run around the house. Uh, so we can, <laughs> well, because now she gets squashed. I mean, she's she's just this long and this tall. I think she weighs like six pounds. And uh, my big one, at least, well, she's not big, but she's heavy. At least she's got some weight to her. Uh, the little one, just she's just itsy bitsy tiny. But we were playing courtesy of Red, White, and Blue for a friend of mine's dad who just passed yesterday, and uh, okay. he he wrote he wrote into me and asked me if I'd play it. I said, yeah, I know it was one of his favorite songs. His dad pretty well, mm-hmm. and uh, so it was. You know, people seen people. We've had on this network. We've had three mothers pass away in the last year. It's uh, man, it's like it always it always comes in groups. It's weird, and groups weird of three, thing. too. It does always. It usually it comes in groups of three. It's usually how it works. It's a strange, strange thing. Um, it's just like, it, but it happens. And when we know as many hosts and guests and all, we know it's, it's just a matter of time before somebody's going to kick the bucket. But, um, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, the it's just one thing. The clock is ticking. We're, we're, yeah. We were born Well, and, and, on, on, and I actually forgot, but um, uh, one of our hosts, Phil Syracuse's mom, just passed away, I think, night before <gasps> yesterday. So, I did not know, know that. Yeah, so, I didn't um, either. Uh, um, Amelia sent it to me. That's how I knew, and I was, I was glad she did because you know I don't. I'm not always watching my Facebook pages. I right. most, I try to ignore them damn things as much as I can. Uh, I hate them freaking. I hardly get on mine anymore. During I mean, the week I anyways. see. I mean, because they're they're the way everything's set up on mine is everything's connected together. So my Instagrams and Facebooks all message on my messenger, which messages on my phone, which I wish I'd have never set it up like that because. And it depends which pages are open, what messages I'm getting. So it's kind of strange. But somehow all three, two of my Facebooks and two of my Instagram pages are all four connected together. So they all open at the same time. One of my Facebooks, though, is separate. I don't know. Originally, I had set that up as a family page. Yeah, that lasted long. I hate how Facebook just changed all that, where you have all of your different profiles and stuff. So I'll be commenting on something or trying to post something, and it'll change what group I'm in or what, if I'm on like yeah, a time, I don't know what I'm page doing. or if I'm on my personal page or I, I don't know. I, and, and they change my business pages completely. I'm like, come on people. Yeah. And they're always sending me, Oh, here's $50 free advertisement. Advertise with us. I said, I want to advertise with you. I said, I got a lot of people following this now. <laughs> we need to advertise with y'all. Weren't there rumors Maybe some that is. Facebook was going to be shut down or I don't know. Something was going to Well, the Facebook. FBI is not happy with Facebook, but Facebook's big. I mean, they got a global presence. It's going to be hard to shut Facebook well, down. Well, I mean, I, I think Zuckerberg knows that it's the death of, of Facebook. I think he has some other plans coming because he changed it to Met- Metaverse. Meta. And Meta means dead in Hebrew. So I, I just think that he knows something's coming up. These people are super but smart. Owns, they use people, different languages. Yeah, but people forget he owns Instagram. He owns two or three well, different Well, that's all together. I, how, yeah. I'm, I'm not happy with Instagram anymore. I'm not happy with Facebook anymore. Uh, too much censorship has gone on on both platforms, in my opinion. Twitter, like I posted today about Ooh. the Idaho four murders. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, it reached 15,000. Okay. On Facebook, I got my own because I like all of my posts myself. That's a mm-hmm. that's an yeah, algorithm that's thing. 
And I got one other person that might have liked it today. So people are heading over to Twitter a lot more, I believe, due to Elon Musk. Yeah, since Elon's Musk back, and I, I um, there's no shadow banning over there. Yeah. So a this, lot of people we, left Twitter too. On the yeah, other hand, yeah, mm-hmm. so, because but of yeah, Elon it, it's going to take a long side. time. Yeah, it's going to take a long time for it to bounce out. But I reapplied. We had three pages over there. They were 120,000. Another two, 100,000. I'd like my pages back. They all got hit for the same thing because. Mm-hmm. Archives on them, and they kept telling me, "You're spam." And I said, "No, it's my fucking archives from my network. It posts automatically. That's what it's supposed to do." You gave me the feature. Oh no, we fought about, fought about, and then they finally said, "You're banned." And I was like, "Really?" It was because a lot of the stuff they were talking about was probably anti-conservative. I mean, anti-liberal back then. So, but they allow so many. Like you can, I especially lately, I've seen so many people repost. Um, archives from, I saw one just yesterday that's been going around, um, one of, I thought maybe Facebook or you probably, probably both actually, of um, Jim, the famous, um, the time that Jim Carrey was on, was it Jimmy Kimmel? Maybe talking about the Illuminati. Oh, I've and seen that a lot like, too. Yeah, lately. it was like 2012, 13 yes, maybe. about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Emily, Trish, Trish, Emily, uh, Emily, Hi, uh, Trish. <laughs> Emily, Emily's been ho- ho- hosting with us on Friday nights and she's got yeah. two shows that are in the testing phases right now. By the way, uh, they opened yesterday for someone and it increased their audience by about 80,000. So you should be proud no, of yourself. Really? That's awesome. Yeah, they, they, were, they were hitting for a daytime. I mean, it was like a four o'clock in the afternoon slot and it pulled almost 200,000. But I'll talk to you about that on another day. And uh, okay. they're actually up in the archives right now. They just hit the archive, I think, yesterday. And uh, but anyway, enough about all of that. So, yes, and whoever asked sent me that a little while ago. No, Jails is joining us after, um, after he's working, so he'll be in at the top of the next hour. And uh, I think Emily and John might stop by, they're in some kind of party mode or something. I don't know what's going on. Emily can't sit still for five seconds. If y'all ever get to see her at anywhere working, she's freaking insane. The woman talk- can't uh, sit hold on, there. Emily. Yeah, John's Emily. Emily that was on. Oh, you met Emily. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, I was so. Like, I was very confused. No, no, well, I know. Like, Emily's like, what the hell? You I mean, talking about? Talking about you you calling. Don't get me wrong. I'm always on the go. Like I, we had an emergency know. tonight. But it, it's. But how, Joe, are you stalking me? <laughs> how do you know what I'm doing? <laughs> no, uh, I had talked with them yesterday. Well, he had this weird. So. This this touch out things weird things are so he's on SoundCloud we he gets featured on our network he's a paid choice uh, um he's actually got a sponsor but so he he shares this to his page he's got a SoundCloud page so he shares this somehow or another it flipped them so it was on my page and it was showing like seventy two and shit I said that's impossible <laughs> people would hate you no know, you could maybe like ten years ago you might have seen seventy two I mean even a crappy show would get at least a couple hundred so I'm kind of like what's going on so then I go by his page it's got like fifteen thousand he never gets them like, what's going on then all of a sudden I started seeing because he got featured to Google because you know any all the sponsored shows get featured to Google all of a sudden. He's got 150, 200,000. He's still got 72 on my page. I'm like, uh-uh, something's seriously wrong here. <laughs> so I called Google, and Google's like, well, because I, when I when I checked the link from the advertisement setup I have with him, it brought me to his page. I'm like, what the hell? So then I called SoundCloud, because Google said it had nothing to do with them. I called SoundCloud, and SoundCloud's like, I don't know how it happened. It flipped. We can't fix it. We don't know how it started in the first place, and please don't let it happen again. So I got a little paranoid, because, you know, we have a lot of people who share our shows around the networks. So 
I don't want I don't want all that advertising we spent with Google to be going to a bunch of other people's pages. So I was kind of like, okay, SoundCloud, you got to fix this. And they said nothing. It's only happened to that one page. Don't know. Don't have no understanding how that happens. Very weird. Because we we track. It's meant well, to we, be. Yeah. Well, we track all of the all the going and coming numbers on the network pretty close because we need them if we talk with advertisers. We track our. So where it really works is we track ten archive sites because there's over two hundred now. And we track the 16 top, 14 to 16 top servers on the network. Now, there's probably 250 servers around the world these days. But a lot of them servers, you might find one somewhere like in, in Sydney that has some offshoot of some suburb that's got like 10 people on it. We're not going to even bother counting that. We might have some, this one has 500 or 700. We're not going to count that either. I forgot what the minimum number is, but I think it's 50,000. Uh, we won't count anything below that because really, truly, it's nickel and dime. So if we actually sat down, and, we'll, and, and went through every country we go to and go through every hour we broadcast on every piece of shit we go out on, excuse my language, um, <laughs> it, it would be, the number would be phenomenal. It's just, it's too hard. It's, so, you know, like Spotify, one week we might see 50, one week we might see 500,000. iTunes, iTunes good for a couple of million a month. Uh, it, it used to be more than that, but um, some guy ha- hacked, we had, I think we were doing like five million a month or eight million a month over at Podcast Gardens. And they just hacked them. Some some little Korean guy came bouncing across the screen. Oh, you're talking hockey. Ah, guess what I actually lost? It was it was actually kind of funny. It was kind of sad because the guy lost his livelihood. But it was kind of funny. Well, in the it same happens aspect. a lot. That happened to it me does. in 2021. So, you know, but he was challenging the guy. He kept telling the guy he couldn't do it. He kept fighting with the guy. And the guy got, had enough of him and did it. And he, everybody said, from North Korea, so no, he went from the... But then, you know, people like... Uh, I remember when Live 365 went out of business. We were doing $10 million a month over there with them. And then they came back and wanted to add all these things. Said we ain't coming back to y'all. y'all. Y'all let us down. And then when we first started out, we were on GoDaddy. GoDaddy was the original podcast oh, site, yeah. and we had a we were doing almost twenty million a month over there. And then one day they just wrote to me, "You got thirty days to get your archives straight. We're closing the podcast." The reason why is they were too cheap shit to redo the software because they couldn't save everybody's archives. So everybody would have to download them and re-upload them. Because they had to all do all new software, and they didn't want to do it. They said it wasn't worth their while. I bet you're bitching. They wish they wouldn't have done it now. Podcasted big things today, but I mean that's I think three they times had problems it, with their uh, their websites too, like people's yeah. individual websites. Because it was long, that was one of the first ones that I started with with my businesses was was GoDaddy. Well, and their entire, like across the board, everything crashed one day. And if you have no website skills at all. And you want to do point and click, Homestead's the best place to go. I've been with them since they started. Um, it's completely point and click over there. You can even add, add HTML if you want to. But um, everything's point and click. You can make your polls, your pictures, your designs, your pages. You can build any design you want. Plus, they've got like 40,000 designs to choose from over there. So it's easy. I call it website building for idiots. Because when I started out building websites, it had to be done in HTML. So it was a whole different kind of disaster than it is today. When I went on this site, I was like, no, really? No way. You can do it like this. Get them out of here. I built, I'm not kidding. You. I built 10 websites in like five days. I, in the old days, it would have took me months to do that. I was like, I was I was on a website frenzy. Actually. What's it called? <laughs> Homestead. That's what Homestead. it's called. Homestead. Yeah. And the bad part is I have. 11 sites over there and i pay 40 bucks a month for wow. well, maybe because i'm grandfather because i've been with him since because when i got with him that it was free and they said well we'll let you keep this free stuff because i had like 10 sites and they said we'll let you keep this but we're going to limit you to your bandwidth and limit you to this and listen to that 
And then they said, well, we want you to register your domains with us. I said, to the ones that aren't registered, those sites are registered with them. All the rest are registered with GoDaddy. I do a lot of buying and selling of websites. I mean, of of uh, domains. Domains. And I have sold in the last five years about ten different Facebook pages, from anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand dollars. Really, I didn't know you could sell. Fa- I mean, I didn't know that, that there was even a market. You can for sell it. the ownership for it. Yeah. So right. one. So there was two of them. We had three news on the flip side pages. I still own one of them because it's got forty thousand people on it, but. A uh, guy came in and asked us about uh, something about one of the American sites we had. He owned the domain name, two of them. He said, would you sell it? And I said, yeah. And, and I think Jay broke it. I think we sold it for like two grand because it only had like 200 people on it or something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another one came up. You know, news on the flip side came up the other site. And he said, would you be willing to sell it? I said, oh, man, that site's been around a long time. I said, minimum 10 grand. He said, you'll have the cash tomorrow. <laughs> he didn't even wow. hesitate. Yeah, people <laughs> a lot. Well, because it's pre-made, it has a following. You already can start. You know, you you've got your program. You're going to put up new ownership, but you're going to start your program. I had somebody offer me. At, um, he offered me two dollars a person for my news on the Flipside Face page, which is about thirty-five thousand people on it right now. I almost sold it. I'm like, no. Well, I got I own it, and the site actually means that particular page means something to me. So it probably won't go anywhere anytime soon. But that was a really good show. <laughs> I you hate know, to I part think with that's it. A- that a lot of problems with like TikTok and and YouTube and Facebook and all of those with people just starting. I, I've seen it from a lot of investigation teams too, and I don't I don't market mine because it's all you know it's mostly on the on the network page and everything. But as far as um, all these um, newer teams getting well they're not their team might not be new but they're getting new websites and new mm. new facebook pages and new social media we presence need to rebuild ours but but i'm saying they they assume that people get these followings and 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 stuff overnight no, and it's very know. misleading it because time. it's not right yeah, it, it, takes it takes time, time unless you you do something like you do by a page or or even now, there's, there's, um, I mean, there's program. cheats. I mean, there's right. cheats. Don't the buy right. followers. Do not no. buy no, you wait, followers. No, following followers. If you do yeah, it yeah, organically, yeah. it takes mm-hmm. time. And, and a lot of these teams get frustrated and stuff because they're like, we have really good content and evidence and everything else. And they do, but they're not getting noticed. But it's because you, you have to have that on there for the algorithm to even pick you up. Right. You know, so, so watch, for so long. watch, watch this year because Michelle and I are going to be doing a lot of speaking engagements this year. That's why the beard's a different color now. I got two just Sunday and Monday. But and uh, okay, I, I'm sorry, Joe, but I, I just want to say this because I lost everything April of 2021. I had almost 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. I was monetized. I had almost 800,000 on TikTok. I was monetized. I woke up one day. Facebook, YouTube. TikTok, I was doxxed and hacked is what happened. So I lost everything in 2021. I tried to reboot the show, was super depressed, took time off, almost a year off actually, rebooted, started June of 2022. But what I learned out of this and what I should have been doing from the beginning is market my website because I have a really decent website. And so that's what I've been doing now. And I'm trying to do a chat on my website now because I'll tell you this, out of all of this, where I still go live on, on Facebook and I, I started a rumble account and um, I go live on Odyssey. I worked with these other programs mm-hmm. that don't censor or shadow ban so bad, but I've marketed my website. I have almost three times 
as much logins on my website than I do on these social media platforms. Yep. And, and it works really well. It's yeah. actually, it's actually one of the things that, cause you can drive traffic to your own websites and mm-hmm. see most people don't realize this, but most of this right here started from a chat on Yahoo. We used to own UFO alien phenomena. Well, it wasn't even Yahoo. that I was on, <laughs> I was on this chat. I was really pissed off for some reason. I said, I'm going to go get on, on the internet and go scream at people. Right. I'd never been on the internet before. Not like that anyway. So I found Yahoo chat, man, there's chat rooms all over here. I'm like, well, they have all kind of interesting stuff in here. So I, I, I met a couple of people like mine. So we set up a, a, our own chat room because it was nice. You could manage it and do a lot of fun stuff with it. Well, I was listening to this guy called Ariel St. Sinclair going on and on about aliens and grays. And I'm like, this dude is whacked, man. And the more I listened to him, the more. So he, he was just whacked. And, you know, being the asshole I was. I said, okay, dude, dude, I can't, I can't. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. right, right. So, so, so I go, I go, excuse me, but you got to explain this better than me. And uh, so we got into it really bad and really bad. And then a friend of mine told me about this thing called fire talk, pal talk. And they gave you complete control and, uh, and they still have power talk today. It's great. Uh, You control your chat rooms. You can, you can put videos in them. You can do anything you want. When you have complete control, you don't like somebody out, they go. Uh, you don't even have to have a reason for it. You're the shadow banner. You're like, get them out. And uh, so it's a lot of cool. You can learn a lot of stuff in there. So anyway, we got over there. And before long, we had four or 500 people coming by daily. And this guy says, um, he said, I, I hear you talking about this alien stuff all the time. He said, you know, I own Wake Up USA, a UFO study. I'm like, so? <laughs> I was like, whatever. So he sends me this big, long, five-mile-long email asking me if I'd be the host. And I was like, dude, I know nothing about AM radio. I've never done radio. I have no clue even how it, it works. Cause you know, you had to do all the eight minute breaks and it's not like what we do. It was, you got to take an eight minute break in then an 18 minute break and then a 26 minute. Break. It's a fucking pain in his ass is what it is. And, um, I get on very first show I do. I get in an argument with the guest. That's classic. Sport. So you we got, got a, you got a lot of subscribers after that. Oh yeah, it was, it, and, and, and it lit <laughs> up. It lit up the thing, and and so that decided. And because of him, a friend of mine owned Pioneer Radio in Hong Kong, and when he retired, he offered to give it to me, not to buy it. He had all these wow. services set out all throughout Asia world. He said, "We're friends. We've been friends forever." He said, "You've been really good to me over the years." He said, "You've helped me with some of my problems. Didn't charge me anything. It's yours." So I go to I go to my producer who owned Wake Up USA. I said, "Well, we can put it over there now. It'll be great." And he's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? He's like, no, I'm not doing that. I said, well, you know what? I love you, Jeff, and I'm out of here. And that's when UFO Aliens started. That's when Paranormal Radio started that same day. I went over, changed names, got, got I think we got on, uh, who was it? It was Live 365 and GoDaddy is who we got on. And uh, we just started going from there. And it's just got larger and bigger and crazier. And, and, and it has reincarnations, though. It's weird. The first incarnation on this network were all ufologists, a couple of paranormal people and all ufologists. Most of ICAR's directors were on there on, on, on some of MUFON's world too. So, And that's pretty much all we did. We were number one everywhere. You, anywhere you looked at UFO radio or paranormal radio, we were number one, even on the top five pages. And I noticed today we're coming back. We're already back up to page two. Given those six months, we'll be back on page one. It used to be we would have First five things you saw. We were coast to coast on a regular basis. But what I was That's getting because to. because we're good enough 
we're smart yeah, enough. Well, they use a lot of our guests. People like us, Joe. Yeah. Well, you, they, well, they do, and they like a lot of our, and they like a lot of our guests. Should be but, a T-shirt, but then the radio uh, station underneath it or whatever. The first time <laughs> I did an appearance, <laughs> the first time I did an appearance on Coast, I went and checked the website. I had sixty thousand people stop by. The second time I did Coast to Coast with Melinda Leslie, we were doing military abduction stuff. We had six hundred thousand visitors in one afternoon. Cool. So. And those people stayed. They never left. So anytime, anytime I make, I just was on coast just a couple of weeks ago. We picked up an additional 300,000 listeners because of that. Or anytime, anytime her or Michelle and I are doing television, you know, ancient aliens, every time I do ancient aliens, it's a boost of about 200,000 listeners for the network. It's not. And then what's yeah. funny is it's not always necessarily my show that gets the boost. It's the network that gets the boost. So anybody well, who's I, talking I, about stuff like what you two like to talk about, are, are going to get a boost because a lot of those people oh, are into that. Like my show has grown exponentially, but you wouldn't know it because I have those silent listeners, you know, that because mm-hmm. I, I talk You're about a lot of 850,000 a night. I'm happy with you. So, but I'm saying I, I talk about a lot of, I, I started at like a hundred thousand. So, you know, I, I talk about a lot of controversial stuff, which is great. Like, I don't care if people physically, you know, hit that button as far right at this, like on my own page, because I don't I don't market that. But I, but if I can reach Wait. them, I know it's growing. You know, because I, I get I'm, that they I'm wondering don't. sometimes if if we're getting counted on Facebook because you are your shadow band on Facebook. Because I know I know that a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. I asked 100 friends of mine to go over. Yep. I said, just click just click like on the, on the thing. And I know they all went and I seen like five likes on it. I was like, well, wait a minute. So I called like 10 of them. He said, Oh no, Joey. He said, I'll go right now and do it again while I'm talking to you. Your The network is absolutely shadow banned on Facebook. <sighs> I went through this, everybody. When I, I want to reiterate what you're, you were saying, Trish, real quick. Um, it, it takes time. So when I lost everything, my show was four years. in in the making so it took a lot of time it took a lot of research it took a lot of algorithm study Mm -hmm. took a lot of times to know when youtube people are on facebook people are on their peak i worked a lot in that so you know joe you have a really great story and everything but these new people that's a little bit more up to date or in the last five years or something algorithm is absolutely essential to understand your your the the people that are i don't want to say clients but your listeners and when they're active online and things, but Facebook in these modern social media pages, Instagram, and, and especially and YouTube does it too. That you will be shadow banned if you don't always go along with the program that they believe in. And this is a wonderful network. I'm so glad to be part of it, even just on the show on Friday nights here. And it has wonderful content. And I've gotten more off SoundCloud. <laughs> Did I have on the the our normal you know? Oh social yeah, media SoundCloud's platforms. great. Yeah, well, so, SoundCloud's doing well for us, and and a couple of other wonderful were, network. Yeah, but we, and thank you for that. And uh, but for some reason right now we're having a problem with Podbean. I don't know what's going on over there. We keep blowing our bandwidth out. It's really pissing me off. I keep telling you, look, I've been with you like fifteen years. Just tell me what you need, and I'll give it to you because I, I get tired of. Oh, I got to call you. I need more bandwidth. No, dude, just tell me. You know what we're doing monthly over there. You know what we're downloading monthly. Probably about 100 gigs. Just tell me what I need to give you for the 100 gigs. I don't want, he goes, it's fair usage. He's lucky I haven't sued him because on his website, it says when you pay this amount a month, it's all, you know, limitless. 
So I actually kept that. I made copies of it for myself in case I got dragged his ass in the court. I just, it's just, it's just a fight, but it's not as big a fight as it was since Elon got involved. And I noticed Zuckerberg uh, the other day because this happened because of Bezos. So here you got, you got Elon Musk out there just being a general, you know, let me tear up the world. So Jeff Bezos is kind of don't like getting left behind. You know, he's got a lot of money. He's got big mouthy things. Well, I'm as smart as Elon is. Well, you're not, dude. You might be as rich as Elon, but you're not as smart as he is. So, but still, it's good to hear him come out. Well, he gets out down and starts talking. So you see these other ones starting to follow suit now. So Zuckerberg the other day at a meeting in, in New York said, you know, I would really like to just for the most part, like Facebook run like Twitter, uh, pretty much unabated. And so I, I wrote in the comments. Well, seeing is believing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I wrote a big double cap. <laughs> It was huge. But here's my conspiracy of all this. And I've said that I've said this for a almost two years. If it's a conspiracy, the conspiracy, I said Twitter was FBI and I said Facebook was CIA and they work together. And we're seeing this in all the Twitter files that Elon Musk is 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 um, releasing. And they co-mingle with each other. Other I'm government fine with agencies. With the CIA, I just don't. The FBI. Is I'm not fine with any any initial agency. What's Homeland Security? Would that be like? See, see, CIA don't want to. DOD, wanna, DOJ. They don't H- want to keep you from H- speaking. H- FBI it's wants to keep you. I was going to say, I'm like shadow banned in life. And you know, I find it funny. I find it funny that the NSA, the FBI, and the, and the CIA have different ideas on what's good. So the CIA would like to see everybody rat in their mouths all the time. Everyone wants us enemies. to bow down to them, Joe. Like they yeah, have the a CIA power wants to bow down. They, they want us to I, make I as much noise a, as we can. No, they confuses. want us to bow down. You got to remember, the Central Intelligence Agency is in charge of overseas stuff. They want Americans. That's why they. That's why you haven't heard CIA well, talking about TikTok. They want us to be loud and noisy because it scares no. our enemies. No, they talk about TikTok. They want to get rid of TikTok because yeah, they FBI can't control it. FBI wants to get rid it. of TikTok. No, yeah. CIA yeah. does too. But they did. say China is a threat. But if China is such a threat, then they would get China rid of Reddit, Snapchat, and um, what's the other one? I always forget the other one. Well, There's three we, we other just, social media platforms that China owns. Yeah, but so, we just we just slapped China pretty hard. I mean, we Snapchat, just took their chips away. away Spotify. From they own Spotify. And they own they own Spotify, Snapchat, and Reddit. And if it was such a big, well, they own China pieces, was such though. a big threat on social media. It, they would they would attack all platforms. It, it's not. It's just because the CIA, FBI, they co-mingle together. U.S. government can't control TikTok. And to be honest with it, I find more truth on TikTok than any other social media I was going to say TikTok platform. and Reddit are too. Mm-hmm. Like you'll find anonymous little tidbits of things on reddit that have i mean people well, probably think that tiktok's gonna get banned being, anyway because they keep putting kids well, on so that, that's gonna kill them right there like the what is on it the, tiktok they do a ton of that on facebook and instagram no no they don't do let me be your preacher baby on it facebook will throw that off so will elon musk he ain't gonna let you do that they consider that child abuse there's a lot of stuff that people when they put their five-year-old daughter sitting in the bed channeling aliens irritates a lot of people and even irritates the Chinese who own TikTok. So that kind of shit, they're just not happy with. Anytime the child's under like 14 years old, most people are going to be anti whatever it is they're doing. And recently, uh, they had I, I don't nut- know. It's, last time I looked, Facebook was the number one leading thing in child trafficking. Yeah. So 
See, I've never I, seen. I, I, I've I been know. on Facebook since they opened, and I've never seen anything having anything to do with children on Facebook. Oh, I've seen I've seen a lot, and I've reported it. And then, but uh, I post and, a lot about it too. I like Twitch then, uh, because it ends in oh, which. Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, Twitch that just passed away with Ellen DeGeneres. He he made it put his capital W for which because he had Twitch was going to sue him because of the name oh. and everything. So he up, so with Ellen DeGeneres in the hotel, which is kind of conspiracy, but kind of not, but that's a whole other topic probably, but that's, <laughs> that's what reminds me of Trish. <laughs> no twitchy. I, I think all of them are realizing though, it's like, I was just discussing this earlier with someone as far as like mill apps and everything like that. The entire world because of social media now is realizing, especially with all of these psychics and, uh, oh children, it, like indigo kids and, and experiencers and everything popping up and, and and being more public all over the world. I think they're realizing they, they can't really do anything about it anyways. Like we can broadcast our thoughts halfway across the world. We don't need any damn electronics as it is. So, so I mean, they could take it away or not, and it's still going to be the same. Now, now, the U.S. has know? laws about making money off your children. So you and, and these people on TikTok are definitely making money off their kids. That's going to come oh, to well, What well, was it? Cookie Crumble? Story, yeah. Cookie Crumble, Big Heat. Some things are fine, and some Crumble things are not. Company just got remember, a, filed with a flat, fat lawsuit with child uh, labor laws. That's a, a cookie company across our nation. Just this last week. What was what was you said cookie and that reminded me of that little girl, but she was she was a reality star. The um oh my goodness, it's I mean it's been like 10, 15 years, and they she now that she's older, um I think there was a lawsuit. What was her oh honey boo boo? Oh my goodness, honey, honey boo boo. Yes. Oh my God, honey boo! <laughs> Somebody should have been getting put in jail over honey boo boo. Oh my well, God! This stuff's been going on forever. <laughs> that's what I'm that is so. That that was that was. I hit that page one day. I mean, I hit the television show one day by accident. I was it was like a train wreck. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> how's this even legal? They need to go take his mother away. Did you watch more more than one episode? No, I could, I could, no, I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm funny about kids. I'm really funny about kids on TV or on the internet because to me, you're advertising your child to every porn freako in the world out there when you put them on television you put them on internet. yes you know i just i just think it's a bad thing to do you know because you know it's like a good friend of mine the other day i tore ass about this she's a single woman don't get me wrong she got a black belt but she has two girls really cute one's nine one's 12 and she likes to put them on the internet and it gets her lots and lots of hits and i told you you're going to keep it up and some perverts i said you always talking about where you're at what you're perverts, doing anyway that's what i'm saying but you're if if you're not putting them up there, they don't know they're there. So either they're not worried about mom. They don't want mom. They're not even interested in mom. Uh, they want them kids. And I keep telling said, you're going to screw up. She said, well, I'll just call you. I said, baby, I live like an hour from you. <laughs> she said, so you're going to kung fu them until I get up there with a gun and kill somebody? I'm like, I'm like no, no, no. It's just, it's just dangerous, dangerous stuff. And I've seen too many people get hurt. Oh, you know, I've been on the internet, well, since the internet started back when it was 301 and before we had in um, Dawson and all. I mean, before we had windows it's uh and people take advantage of and and a lot of people are just stupid they'll tell you where they live what their address is i'm thinking oh my snapchat. god are you on snapchat, snapchat. they list yes. their location on snapchat my I son know, i just like... let it i have i use bark.us it's 
I, I'm I'm gonna market this. I'm sorry, Joe, but yeah, I love right. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's fourteen dollars a month. It gives me absolutely everything off my son's phone, and I only allowed him. I just got him a phone when he's thirteen. October. He hasn't had a phone. He's the last kid to have a phone, actually, to be honest. And then hit all apps, anything coming in or going out of his phone, I get it. I yeah, absolutely get That's it. That's a good thing. And but the, he he ended up putting his location on Snapchat, and it alerted me. And I wasn't. He was with his father, so I talked to him on the phone. I was like, take it. He couldn't figure it out. So a few days later, but I just can't imagine like being that vulnerable even just allow people to know your location i said it's no one's business that you're at nene that's his grandma's house it's no one's business that you're at the ymca even as your mother the only time i'll probably actually ever worry where he's at i mean he's under his dad's care i trust that but when when he's like 16 and i need to i'll put an air tag or something on his car <laughs> yeah you might have to <laughs> but, but as public public information no yeah. No, no. I mean, it shouldn't be. I mean, it's it's just too dangerous now. And 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 then I'm watching this one with the psychic baby, and I've had like five people send me this. It's really bothering a lot of people. And I'm thinking, and a woman's doing this big rant and rave about it. And I'm thinking, sweetie, you're not even leaving your comments open because you know you get rant. Because first she was on about people said you had your daughter up at the witch in the hour at two a.m. Like that really makes a freaking difference. They going back and forth about that. First of your five year old really shouldn't be up at two a.m. in the freaking morning anyway. They should be sleeping unless it's you know a weekend and they're hanging out with mom or dad or something. But and there's a couple other things she did. And I'm like, look, you just all you're doing is making enemies for yourself. Now you're making people angry with you, and they're going to want revenge of some kind. Uh, and you know, you people are smart, and, and it's not as hard to find people these days as it used to be. You know, what, what's like my 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 my, uh, my son and no, my son and his wife? They both are tagged. They they got their apples tagged to each other. So they know where they're at all the time. Well, anyway, that mm -hmm. phone's at, you know, they know where it's at all the time, which is cool. I ain't no problem with it. I mean, that's, that's, that's okay with family, I think. But when it comes oh, it to is. information, I, I really, I think it's I much better than the post, chip. Yeah. I don't even post, like if I went on vacation and posted on Facebook or something, uh, I don't post same. that day while I'm there. Like that's stupid because then that gives it away too. And people don't think about that. Like yeah. you're, you're posting live pictures or whatever of your vacation so people are like oh i just happen to be in vegas right now i can go stock that you know, you know what i mean like, or they can break into your home well, are you right are, they've actually been people have actually been broken into that i'm going over to so-and-so's for a party or i'm going yeah. to the beach for the weekend and they come back and their house is robbed <laughs> that's like when you when you're buying like something on the internet you always make sure you meet in a public place uh you know you don't know man you get yourself <laughs> killed beat up something it's it's just it's unfortunately it has to be dangerous like that because the internet's a great thing, but there are just it some people who are going to take it. Some people just going to take advantage of it. But you know, we well, we, we got we got celebrities too. Like I'll just say the Kardashians, and this goes into Balenciaga, which mm -hmm. I know Joe that you all were yeah, like yeah, going to have all, a big huge special show. All but we got we got Chris Kardashian. I'll just say this: pretty much pimping out her daughters at a very young age, and that mm, sex tape was. of Kim Kardashian yeah. and all that. Uh, you know, there's some back end deals with that where Chris was like, I will pay you for the tape. And then actually Chris distributed the yeah. tape for money. It was good publicity. So, yeah. So we got parents like that. Did yeah, you know, I just saw this the other day. There's a whole conspiracy about the Kardashians being involved somehow with Britney Spears. Um, her manager conservatorship yeah the manager of her now conservatorship look, Brittany is an ex of mine be nice okay well no but i'm saying that's not no 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 we, i have we a shirt 
Well, we had That's an affair another perfect for two years case there. because she was she was pretty young when you know she flipped and well she was young when she got put into show business you know with yeah. Disney the same with um, Christina Aguilera and well, they were all on well, all uh, Disney ties. Mickey Mouse the, Club yeah yeah Disney you know Justin what Disney, Timberlake. Disney Justin Timberlake me out. and Britney dated yeah yeah no Dis Disney uh -huh. freaks me out you either leave Disney as this good looking uh, happy good person or some kind of crazy whore bastard or whore from hell it's one or the other man there just doesn't seem to be a let's go down the middle Listen, kind of thing I, I'm gonna yeah. tell you this when Disney all this stuff came out with Jeffrey Epstein and everything with Disney my brother reminded me of something I forgot all about this he goes Emily this has been in your genes since birth and I said what do you mean he goes do you remember because my brother and I are super close we're like 16 months apart we had some alternative classes together. One of them was a like a, a speech class we had together. He said, remember when we were in the speech class in eighth grade? <laughs> and he was a grade below me, but seventh and eighth grade had that speech class together. He said, your ma major big speech that had to be five minutes as the big speech of the year was on Walt Disney and the secret hidden messages between the cartoons. <laughs> And I was like, I remember, I remember it now. The Illuminati on the back thing of one of the Donald Duck shows or something. I remember going through this, and and I forgot about that in many ways. But then when I had my son, you know, when I was twenty eight years later, and I start watching these programs and I see the hidden message, I was like, something just doesn't feel right. And that my son, I stopped gearing him. Uh, to towards Disney, we went away. We did go to Disney in Florida one time, but because uh, you got to uh, Disney uh, at least but once. But you know, it's there's something, <laughs> there's something there that just does not feel right at all, at all to me. I don't want to put down anybody else that wants to go there, but they lost a lot of money over this last year with, or oh, yeah. maybe two years. My brother and sister in law, oh, like, yeah, they when they went, woke, members, they, lost a they ton paid a ton. They paid a tons of money. They would go, they were members. They paid everything, tons of money a year for Disney stuff and going and traveling. They'd go every year to Disney. And I kept telling my brother, I said, you remember, you're the one that reminded me of my speech and you're still taking your kids there. And so this past year that the, they saw it, they had enough, they canceled everything with Disney. Yeah, Disney, now that the other guy's back, you might see a swing back to the old Disney. But uh, for a while know. they went, well, the one woman Spoke who was running it, you know, the one woman who's wanted one son was gay, one was a trans, and she wanted That's to hire okay, all gay. Just don't she push wanted, no, no, no. Though. She wanted she wanted to put hire all the people in the park when it had to be gay or trans, and most people are not going to feel comfortable with that. It's uh, you well, see the problem. The problem is that's not even that. The problem is is people who live in cities in big cities where there's a large gay or trans population see it differently than people who don't. If you go hang around in New Orleans, you ain't going to want your kids around any of these people ever. <laughs> You're just not that going to look. True. You don't but, even want your adult kids around these people. But I live it's in a, Appalachia. I live in Appalachia, the Bible Belt, and we have trans. Yes, you We have gay people here. No, we have trans. We have gay yes, people might, here, you might have and they're two. my friends. And they they do not condone this stuff, though. I know. They, and like I said, you, know, you might have two. We have nightclubs mm -hmm. just for trans. 
We have we have that. that trans just did. We got we a whole we Bourbon have, Street. Half of Bourbon Street is just well. Dead. You're hold on. I can't compare Kentucky. <laughs> you need to come to the west. Okay, it's why we <laughs> see it. So we have these people here, even locally in Ashland, Kentucky. We have a drag queen show. Yeah. This this and it was a big, huge uproar in the beginning. But as long as they're not marketing to bring children in. Or anything i'm cool with it like i i i am like this these people need to have their own space and everything i am cool with it but so, uh, and they don't do that they do not market it here but what i've learned over the years is what's tolerated in one generation will be accepted in the next generation so if we're not putting these concrete um things down like kids cannot be be marketed to come to this no children we can't like literally we have laws in my city that it has to say children not involved, like especially if it's in half nuded people. This comedy, even having bad language, is like we can't break away from that rooted uh, government or rooted rules and and Christian, manipulate yeah. it to be accepted right now. Because if it's accepted right now, then it's gonna well, or tolerated right now, it's but, gonna be accepted. Next. But that that's the thing. The South in general has morals still. You go up to the east. Well, you go I, up east. I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> You're Y'all in the need south. to come to the Midwest. Kentucky You've got south. nightclubs and churches and five kids. We got, kids. All of that we got we Kentucky. We got t- Tennessee. We got West Virginia. Listen, West Virginia, Huntington, West Virginia is 20 minutes from me. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records to having so many churches on the Third Avenue or I something know. on an avenue. Like I'm a hard rooted government, and I I re- I do accept people for who they are. Just don't push the. I don't push my agenda onto them. Just don't, you know. Yeah. And and we have a lot of good rooted people here that are transgender, that are um, homosexual, that don't push that, and they understand that people need to go through a process. Even children need to go through a process, and and through middle school and through high school. And I love my friends that are not like how so, I am, but I guess, I guess my biggest problem is, is they want us to accept this, which in, in cities like New Orleans, when you live in cities like New Orleans, gay is just another person to us. It's no mm. different. You know, we just, it's something you see every day. You know, it's, there's lots of gay people down here. They, we have the big gay parades where everybody gets naked and walks around French quarter painted up. See, that's they can, they, they can be naked, but they have to be painted. If they're not painted, they're going to jail. But if they're painted, they're not going to jail. I'm confused by that law. But, we but you have, know what? It's your uh, fault if you bring your kids down to the quarter. Though. No one should ever bring children. You know, my dad used to drive us down Bourbon Street with kids. And he'd see legs swinging out things and boobs. And I mean, that's what that's what Bourbon Street is. It's tits and ass. The whole entire street is. And <laughs> this side of it is for normal straight people. And the other side is for gay people. It's just the way it's set up. And uh and if you're from here, you know that, you know, and if you're offended by gays, you know what bars to stay out of. If you're not offended by gays, it doesn't matter. We'll drink from one end of bourbon to the other end of bourbon. But the tourists don't know. And it's funny. I was in the bathroom a couple of weeks ago and this, this guy walks in with his two kids about this two and a half, a trans guy. And he, this guy's like six, two, at least. He got boobs out to here. And I'm laughing my ass. If this guy grabs his two kids and hullers and him around, I said, you just don't even worry, but he's not going to bother your children. He's like, well, I said, he's not that kind. He's just in here taking a piss. Yeah, he said, I said, because if he goes into the bathroom, he'll get arrested. So he's just taking a piss in this way. I said, just don't. He said, well, my kids, I said, don't you just turn your kid's face the other way. I said, it's not going to change your kid's life. And someone said, it's Bourbon Street. Just say it only happens in New Orleans and they'll be all right. But there's another thing going on here. You know, we talk about aliens coming to visit us. How many alien races do you think have trans trans people or gay people? 
because in this in our own world, within less than a hundred years, we're going to breed most of this out. So when you go ask you when we're in your ass when you're going to get your baby, are you talking about Nephilim right now? No, no, no. So when so in less than fifty years, I think because there's a lot of alien races that don't they don't view the different sexes like we do. Well, um, they, they know, actually they, know what sex they are is what it is. See, in, in well, our world, for some reason, we have confusion, which is confusion between what's a man and what's a woman. There's, a, there's, a, there's a gray zone in our world. Well, now, let, me, let me rephrase this. that. There's a gray zone in 50 countries out of the 200. The other 150. I call them all Nephilim. Yeah, they, but they, they, what they, if, not. okay. So, so like, like me, I'm a chimera, right? But my twin and triplet, were were both females, I believe. Hold on, but come what out. Is twin, twin and triplet. What do you mean by that, Trish? I'm sorry, I have never <laughs> heard that term. Up, baby. Welcome <laughs> to the camp. Go so, ahead, Trish. I was, uh, I I absorbed my my twin and triplet um, in utero before I was born. Okay, okay. So, but yeah, hungry, huh? you know, yeah. science has proven that when a person and, and so i have like three spleens and different multiple organs and stuff do you but, really Physically yeah have so that? Wow. when a person, she's part alien i thought you knew trish was <laughs> no she ain't part she's just three times i think she's three times powerful as a human so actually but, but with that but when i was thinking about that i'm like okay so science has proven that if you were to get a transplant you know eyes heart something from another human being um that and those cells go on living you you actually absorb part of that person's personality as well as their dna so if that's the case what if my twin and triplet were male would i that would be dominant i would be dominantly male on the inside quite literally so that would make me confused well, right? well, that would like, be your but that would be your mind though your brain and that's right? that's right. but that's what i'm saying but what if that's the problem like not the problem that's that's a very wrong term yeah not bad choice of words but i'm saying from my my perspective like i've considered this like what if that's the issue on why other people don't understand what's going on internally with people who want um, to to have, you know, different the change and everything. What if that's like scientifically one of the reasons? Or what if, um, like Joe said, you know, what if they are of a different alien species or hybrid that they've lived hundreds of years on that planet in other lifetimes or what have you, as as the opposite sex? Then you come to Earth where you have a very physical body. You know, you're not necessarily just an interdimensional being. You have a host shell. And and then you have to be judged by everyone around you for, for what you are on the outside. You know what I mean? So so I've I've looked at tried to see all of these different perspectives when it comes to those things. To to give it more, you know, yes. a fact-based. What's that? So I just I've never heard of this. This is Matt, this is uh, this is intriguing to me. I've never oh, heard I'm of weird. this. I'm <laughs> well, hold on. I love weird. I, I love weird. I've never yeah. heard of this. You know, I've never she, thought she about she this. Didn't, she didn't tell you. I stole her from one of the shows on the network. <laughs> <laughs> I said you're going to host your own show. You need to get away from these people. You're going to host your own show, and she does much better on her own. I got to say. It's um, uh, we're gonna bring John so, in. So, John what's your thought pro- pro- 
process and when you start thinking of, of something that might be feminine feminine i can't say that feminine. or, or do, you, do you go through like possibly three different thought processes do you keep that close to you since since you could have been triplets i know twins twins run in my family um, and they're very close. They can see things before the other twin does, vice versa, things like that, or they can feel the other twin. D do you still hold that close to you? Do you feel that you you are attached to that? I I, I do. I struggled for a very long time, especially Jones. being a medium and communicating with spirits and such because i didn't realize <laughs> for a very long time that i was quite literally being haunted by by my own spirit if that makes sense because, well yeah it does because i have literally like which is funny because one of the first things i said on chasing prophecy i was like oh it's fine i've been dead inside for years that's kind of <laughs> like i can she, joke about hard, like man. i can actually joke about that because it's be, kind of be, true be, before we bring on john and emily on with this um, so quick John? question for you. John and Emily's going to join us in a little while. It's, oh, uh, not me, Emily. The, the, uh, yeah, the other Emily. Yes. Oh, the, the, yeah. oh yeah. Writers of the Future. Okay. The yeah, so, so I anyway. Had, I put anyway, my last name on here. So yes. In, 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 anyway, we, we're going we're gonna to do that in a second. But before we do that, this goes for everybody in here. So, you know, in a couple of years, they're going to offer you to breed stuff out of your children or to add stuff in. Now, for the rich, we already know how it's going to work. In, in the very beginning, this is only going to be for the super rich. They're going to have this done. But within 100 years, anybody having a child will be able to – and some things might be actually become mandatory that they, they take out of your child certain things, abilities to break laws, things that might be dispositions too. But also, you'll be able to choose whether your child will even have a disposition to be gay. You'll be able to remove it altogether. I don't and know some about of the other that. things. I that, I'm still fascinated with Trish a little bit, Joe. Yeah. Well, so the, I'm well, have to the, these, these are this. so. <laughs> uh, yeah, well I, well, I told her the other day she needs to bring you on on her show. I was talking to her about it a couple of days ago, but well, I need to bring you on good. my show, Trish. Yeah, that's true. I no, knew y'all would no, hit it off. Yeah, that's why I got y'all together. Side of that, could you also? You're gonna add in stuff, yes. But can you take away like family ancestral trauma and things like that? You'll yeah, be able to remove anything, anything that'll show up in those genes will be able to either be enhanced or removed. So any traumas would come up in, in your genes. It'll, it'll all be part but of who and what you will are. But I learned from trauma. Right, I learned from trauma. Right, exactly. from trauma. But, that, but, I mean, and, and, but, you... but wait, this will be a world you won't have to. This will be a much key. kinder, softer, more, and not really. If we that's become that technologically advanced, we can shortcut. It's our but it's our does next that step. Does that mean that evolution. people won't have feelings or won't well, understand how other feelings. people process? They'll, they'll still have feelings. They'll still have be love and stuff like that. There just won't be violent crime and things that's like that. Scary. As it's far as being gay or not, that'll just be a, the parents' choice. You re remove trauma. That's kind of scary to me because I, mean, I want kind of scary. so much more kind of scary. after trauma. But anyway, we're going to bring that's on the good and switch to a, 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 whole, a whole different, healing. sweeter, kinder, more loving topic. Here. Damn it, Joe. We don't want to be kinder and sweeter. Uh, we want to learn. Uh, well, well, if I'd known <laughs> this was going to go as good as it will, I would have I scheduled for another night. But I'm bringing on in just a few minutes. It's uh, But so far, the topic's been really good. It's been flowing real well. And these are things that need to be talked about because people forget they were offering gene to change your genes just recently. As few as just 20 years ago. That well, can we say that vaccine's a, a gene mutation too? If you take right. that stupid RNA vaccine, yeah, see, I took well, the Johnson This goes Johnson. back to Bible times too. This is Bell. Yeah, a lot the of the Tower of Babel. Uh, a lot of this stuff travels all That's through. a gene transformation. 
actually it probably goes long before before probably you know before it, that it probably too, goes long before Christianity. well what's funny is and my christian friends don't get mad at me because remember i used to be a christian and i used to teach bible school don't get mad at me but a lot <laughs> of what's in the christian bible was already written pre-bible the story you know, of Noah was already pagan, there four thousand years ahead. Oh, pagan! That. I listen. I went to seminary <laughs> school, bachelor's and master's in Christian education, minor in theology, and believe me, I bought this Bible. It's an eighteen eleven Bible out of a, a yard sale, and I felt the Holy Spirit. That's what I call it. This, this absolutely, you got to buy this. It's well, I, I got a book that I bought. From, it's from Hold seventeen. On. 1769 it, i found it well in the i'd library. like to have i'd like to have a bible earlier than the 1800s it's been so manipulated and books have been removed bible. i had yeah. my great awakening in 2020 and, I, and there's a lot of stuff that i don't believe in anymore from the, i, I well, keep yeah. saying there's a lot of stuff please. we relied about but yeah. i believe that's even what i've read in 1811 is also manipulated in some ways i don't but think it's it, as bad it, as it, modern they started editing the Bible in 100 BCE. The, the, the first. Well, the, come on, King James rewrote the whole Bible. I started asking, <laughs> I started asking friends of mine that you know I've done sermons and stuff. Pastors, friends of mine. I'm like, do you know who King James really is? And no one knows who King James is. King James rewrote the Bible so he could get divorced. Well, King James is also homosexual, and King James actually had William Shakespeare write the majority of the Psalms and Proverbs, or transcribe it, I guess I should say. But yeah, and we don't know if, if William Shakespeare actually transcribed it word for word. But no, it was against he would. Against I would the think law. he would have took. I would have think he would have took creative license with my. I think he would so. have too. You know, Shakespeare was was well, said to be um, one of the most notorious uh, UFO experiencers of his time. It was just I covered up in. There was his, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the more ancient wisdoms. Were. Yeah, we'll have to do whole um, shows and all of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People always ask me, you know, being pagan, if I believe in God, I'm like, of course I believe in God or a higher power. Well, I just most don't pagan believe people do in books that are i don't 100 believe in books written by man so well yeah. maybe one day i can figure out how to, this little red book i got this thing is this uh oh thing is we don't that that's your college days Joe. this that's, this that's this like, no 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 this i'm just, this, gonna, I'm just gonna say i'm so thankful trish is it's, on here tonight it's I'm just the, gonna say, trish i'm gonna message you after this it's <laughs> got it's so 20, many questions and everything so with you. i got i got copy number five it's one of the witches bibles it's mm -hmm. uh it was written in, actually, I'm sorry, it was written in uh, 1749, 1739. And I found this book by accident. I was, we were looking for the material in the library and it just popped up out of nowhere. I was like, what well, little thing? I was surprised I even seen it. I looked at it, brought it home and I read it. And there were some really great spells in it. And I was like, wow, this is cool. And then I looked for where it was and I looked at the date and I never could find it anywhere else. I've looked for this damn thing all over the place um, because what doing is Katrina. It? So Can it's you tell a, us what it, it is? It's just simply called the Witch's Bible. Okay. Yeah. And you it got it what year? I, I got it back in, oh God, this is way back in the early 90s when I found No, it. what year? What I'm, year? I, print I, I'd have to get it, but I'm pretty sure it was 1739. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Linda's saying 1711. So maybe that's what it oh, was. 1711. Hold on. 1611. King James Version. I got my 1811 Bible. This is weird. I'm might all about be, numbers. Might, and it might be something it's that goes with it. It's numerology, you know, 10 yeah. is yeah. completion. So, yes. 
it was it's uh but all that stuff is great Let, let's let's bring on our festive host okay. of people down here this is interesting hey, good to meet you hey john good you balanced us out with these all these women we got in here tonight <laughs> all these women i'm like i'm like three and one i'm a triple threat though you know? that's true mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like six and one me and poor jay are like oh my god man she sends her apologies she was um she came in and said i'm not dressed for this i'm setting up so because we have a big oh. event happening tomorrow night so she's uh, what t-shirt and blue jeans are, unless she's running around something other than that and then we just don't need to know that do you have her in some little Santa outfit? Shame on you, John. I don't even want to know. You deserve everything. is already. I gotta say that ten times. Whatever dishing out, you deserve it. Emily's already. Just tell us. She's already drank a bottle of wine. She's ready for New Year's Eve. <laughs> she's a little bit tipsy right now. Give her an hour. Uh, well, thirty minutes sober up. She's fast, no, man. You gotta keep. Just, an, you gotta keep. It's, an eye it's on a big she's office bad. thing, so there's a lot to be uh, set up here. So. I'll be going back on to as soon as I'm done with the show here. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have Emily's day off. I can see it coming. Oh, and by the way, I did have people say they were chanting at the parade (laughs) family. (laughs) (laughs) I got five people right in. I said, "Did y'all see it?" I said, "She's probably hiding somewhere, man. You need to be out there chanting." That was for the Christmas parade, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all heard us talking about it, I told them I was gonna have them chanting for Emily out there. It's uh. I don't know though. It's it's how y'all weather going to be for New Year's. Ours is going to be a bit. It's raining. Foggy. It's raining. It's going to be uh, um, a lot of rain over the next couple of days, which is totally fine for California. We've been so pathetic on our water levels that it's uh, especially in Northern California where most of the reservoirs are. It's going to be filling up a bit. So, if it keeps going for another several months, then we can maybe start getting out of the the red zone and just get back into a yellow zone on the alerts we're like in a freaking purple zone <laughs> we'll sell y'all some water man. you know texas has been selling water to new mexico for a while now and they've been talking about putting pipelines in from uh alabama from mississippi from alabama mississippi louisiana and texas all the way out to the, the west coast because we get so much excess water i mean new orleans gets 72 inches a year uh, and, and it just mainly goes out into the lake and then back out into the Gulf. We don't use it that much. Yeah. Plus, we got underground. We got we've got lakes down here that are bigger than the lakes that are underneath. There's one Lake Pontchartrain, which is a pretty big lake. The lake underneath it is actually twice the size of it. It's an ozone lake. It's twice the size of the lake above it. Wow. Uh, we, we used to wonder why, because it's a real shallow lake. And I think it's deep as thirty feet, but a lot of places is ten, fifteen feet. We've had airplanes crash into this thing, and you couldn't find them. And they're like, what the hell? You mean they got to be stuck in the mud? Well, they would go in the mud and they would work their way through about eighty oh, feet, and they would go into the lake below. Wow, it was Jay, weird, yeah. Jay's m- most northern than all of us, I think. Yeah, I don't know where Trisha's from. Where's, what's New Year's for you? What's the weather like up there? Uh, it's warming up today. It was up almost in the almost to fifth, uh, almost to sixty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I seen I think tomorrow we're supposed to get rain. <clears throat> I seen Sean was out in his new pickup truck. Running around Pittsburgh in his brand new Maverick pickup truck, he was showing everybody yesterday. Must it's sixty. Nice. It's going to be sixty-five to seventy here in Kentucky for the next couple of days. Wow, it, it was about it's 50, weird. 60 here in Kansas, um, but it, I mean, it snowed and stuff this week. Where in Kansas? Uh, I live in Topeka <coughs> now. Um, I was born in Wichita. Okay. 
Yes. Oh, he's a Kansianian, huh? <laughs> I, I've been talking to a lot of well, That's why I moved to California. <laughs> well, I've been Man. talking about it to a lot of researchers about Wichita is an interesting place. It has the same flag as New Mexico, which, which is where I was born. But, you know, they've got Spirit Airlines. They've got a lot of, like, they built that giant pyramid that apparently nobody knows anything about under the city. Oh, I don't know um, about that. Yeah, there's all, there's like the Jesse James treasure, whatever I've wanted to go see. And the, is it Jesse James? that? I'm not sure about that, but I know within an hour of any way, you can find the biggest ball of yarn. You can find the biggest, yeah. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> like, ball of rubber bands. <laughs> biggest ball of yarn, biggest rub, rubber bands. We have and longer I think it's like burger the biggest, baskets uh, where I'm at. They have the that biggest, just, is it the groundhog, prairie dog? Or is that West? Probably. Out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I live in the deep south, man. Where people are normal. Kansas, we need to have a, a weird Kansas book to go along with all the weird yeah, stuff. Geez, uh, there's there's a lot of history here. So right yeah. tonight we're we're almost coast to coast, east and west, and I'm in the deep south, and, and Kansas is about two thirds of the country. So we're almost squared out at top and bottom and left and right. Um, Carolee, no, I'm serious when I said that about Britney Spears. Yes, I met her when she was. I did. You can check it out for yourself. I was, uh, what can I say? You know, Britney Spears. I was, I was 45. She was 30. Yeah. I was remodeling her dad's house for her. Mm -hmm. can, can I just say this real quick? Her first husband's going to be on What the Freak Love. Cool. February. It's, so, uh, I haven't announced it yet. He doesn't want he me to announce did. it until we go. He just did. To a lot of people, too. To a lot of people. Jason Alexander, we, we've talked a lot on Instagram, actually, a whole lot. And he's coming on in February, the love month. Well, Carly, um, if you actually know Brittany, ask her who JoJo is, and, and she'll tell you. She, yeah, don't use Joe, just use JoJo. So hold on, time, time out. How does she know you about JoJo? This has, to go, two, this has to be more than one meeting. We had a two-year affair. Shut up. No, I'm serious. I met her. I, was, I didn't even know who she was. Like, I wasn't even in contact with No music. way. Time out. No. So her, I, you know, I live in Louisiana. We do a lot of work in Kenton, Louisiana. That's where who, her family's from. Was she dating Justin Timberlake? I have no 30? idea who she was dating. So, oh, so he that's, didn't care. Her, that's why it's called an affair. <laughs> okay. No. So, so anyway, long story short, I was over there remodeling the house, and we we were putting all in hard, all hardwood and spent a lot of money. A lot of hardware in. <laughs> anyway, she uh she came in. Uh, her, I met her sister first, and then she at came her in dad's house. at her dad's house. And uh, no I, I really didn't know who she is. And, 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 turning red over but no, listen, way. listen. So one of my friends, one of my two of my guys that worked for me, like. Oh my God, they're like bowing and shit to her. Oh my, I'm like, who the fuck is this girl? What are y'all doing? And she, she's like, you don't know who she is. I'm like, no, and she's going, Brittany. I'm thinking, Brittany who? Brittany what? Because I got relatives out of the yin yang named Brittany. I'm thinking, I don't know what the hell you're talking this about. This is so, Kevin Federline years. So, this so is Kevin goes, Federline. So we all, um, I had the boat up there. We all took out, we went out to the river and went, took the boat out and had a few. And um, I don't know, a couple we did a couple times, and one thing led to another. But you know, I was no married, way, so, yeah, Joe. I was married. I was married. And now we find divorced. out it's because of Joe that she lost her shit and shaved her head. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that was that. Joe, Joe has a tattoo of her as a trans <laughs> like, I do. I do. I do have a few pictures of her now, and not in quite positions, but still. 
Okay, we'll do a little transition here. You so going down and, and going really like, like, right Let's now, change conversation. This is this is the Riders of the Future Lounge, what we have here at the office. John, it's Riders of the Future. Yeah. I was going to comment on your background there. It's very nice. I, I know. It's but very office nice. Is you know, um, the guy right there, you see him as Luke Skywalker? Yes. One of, one of the events in there, that's uh, Patrick Rothfuss, but he's with uh, Sean Astin. From, uh, Sean uh, Astin or Austin, yeah. Sean Austin from Goonies. Is that what you're saying, Sean, Sean Austin? Aston. I thought it's Austin. Austin because we have a Sean Austin. Austin. We have a Sean Austin in the paranormal field that's been on some 28 days no, on Netflix. No, this is the guy that was the. No, no, Sean, he's one of my friends. Yeah, it's, it's Aston. A S T I N. His uh, father was in. That's um, um, There's Ray Bradbury there with uh, Sean Aston, like the the car, the Aston car or whatever. There's uh, Jay. There's Isaac Asimov right there. These are all people at a Rise of Future events over wow. the years. Wow, I love that picture right there. Which one? This one? Yes, that one. That's awesome. I love that. It says yeah. Riders of the Future in the back there. That's yeah. I yeah. love that. That's a really good picture. Yeah, and there's this one here. Um, this is uh, Julie Schwartz, <coughs> who's the uh, guy that basically resurrected and made Superman this the super. He was in charge of the whole marketing campaign that resurrected well, me Superman. You want me to tell you something? The very first Superman is from Ashland, Kentucky. He committed suicide. His mansion's um, like a mile and a half from me um, in the center city of Ashland. You're talking about the TV Superman? Yes, yeah, the black and white, about, yeah. the black and white Superman, the very first Superman. Yeah, this he, is the original pop comic. Yeah. Okay. Bob Kane is the guy that, that created Batman. That's the guy in the middle. Okay, and, awesome. And then up there, that's when we went to a, um, a Rise of the Future event at Cape Kennedy and all of our judges there. And so uh, Jack Williamson, um, yes. that old guy right there on the right, he'd been writing science fiction since the early 20s. He'd never seen the space launch. So when we were there at this event here at, at Cape Kennedy, he was like oh, a wow. little kid. He was 80 plus years old. But all these science fiction writers that were there um, were just totally in elation, just being live there. You could, you could, because we were a mile away. We were the closest right. civilians, and it was amazing watching them. This was, uh, this right here was um, an event that we did at the United Nations. Um, oh wow! Up um, in New York. Yeah, and then, um, then Frank presented the guy that painted the picture that's right behind. Um, uh, um, on the screen there with Joe, uh, that's him on that picture right there. He just, uh, he painted the cover. And so that was a release that we had there. And it's kind of hard to see up on top. There. Yeah, that's hard to see from us. We, actually, we got a white horse and, and made a, 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 an outfit for some an actor who resembled the uh, cover art. And then in the back here is are all the different judges we've got for um, those are the writer judges that goes all the way back to the beginning with Frank Herbert, uh, the guy that wrote Dune, and um, I love Dune. wrote all the Dragon Dragon series. Oh wow! And on this side over here are all the the illustrator judges, and then on on the whole side the whole side of this off Joe's seen it because he's been here. Well, I was going to say, has Joe done an interview with you all in that room? Because that would be one of my bucket list things I want to check off. It would be good to do. Maybe we can do that when you come out next year. Yes. 
But this, this over here, this is a library. So we've got hundreds of books from winners that we didn't put in the shelves. It's like a library, Amazing. right? It's a library. And um, this is a really cool, this is a, um, oh, I want to like that. But there's a little coffee table there. And um, I can't get much closer, but it's, it's a big book. If you look at it, it's in oh, the that's so of, cool. of a book there. So the whole room is, it's amazing. The, we're right now, um, th that window there on the other side of the window is Hollywood Boulevard. So we're right over Hollywood Boulevard right now. Oh, so, wow. um, John, that room is magnificent. And, and like kudos to you with all of this and the hard work that you and Emily do over the years. And I, I you know, I met you before on on a couple other shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. You all work super hard. This is magnificent, Joe. You need to do an interview straight from that room. Like, Actually, that would be a bucket list thing for me to do. Like to be in there on that couch. Oh my well, I've actually been in the room a couple times. Wait, let me see. If we still here we are in the Writers and Illustrators of the Future Lounge at the Author Services Building in Hollywood. It contains a gallery of the writer and illustrator judges, a selection of the awards the contests have received, a library containing novels and art books published by winners and judges, and a selection of photos of some of our beloved keynote speakers and guests. For nearly four decades, Elwin Hubbard's Writers of the Future contest has discovered and nurtured a steady stream of new authors and artists who have changed the face of science fiction. Chosen by an impressive panel of judges, drawn from the biggest names in the genre, contest winners are given the best possible foundation for a long-standing career. Now in its third year, the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast continues to provide advice and tips from contest judges, industry professionals, and contest winners for writers and artists wanting to take their next step, along with needed inspiration to keep on going. If you are already a regular listener of this podcast, I thank you. If you are new to it, I welcome you to the weekly installment of the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. And this that was beautiful. It's a it's a fabulous room. That I've would actually, be a bucket list place for me. I've got a Joe. couple of interviews in there, but not with John. I've got interviews with some other people in there, but not no, with we got to do get get John and Emily. In the, I got I got one with Time Wood beautiful. where we're sitting and having coffee. Thank you, yeah. Oh, it's, and what's what's oh what's them two ladies' names? The old lady and her daughter. What was it? Oh man. The old oh, lady. Listen. Oh wait, no. Let's oh, X that okay. out right now. Beep. No, she was no, no, no. No, she was an older woman. She's really sweet, too. I can't think of her name now. She was somebody important and it went right out of my head right as I brought it up. Oh my gosh. Like, Joni had introduced I would, me I would to her. They were over there. They were over there celebrating something, dad or somebody. Oh man. It's somewhere I got I got the interview. I'll have to dig it out. And uh, she was very nice. Whoever she was, they were taking very good care of her. Uh, everybody was doting around her. So she was somebody important. And uh, shame on me for not remembering her name. But her and I talked for like a good hour. She was just a sweetheart. And uh, she told me all about it. I think it was her dad or her husband. We, we just had a really long conversation. It was really nice. I was actually there to interview Tom Wood, who's one of the illustrators. And um, one of the judges and illustrators. And uh which I caught it with him later on, but the, the place yeah. is fabulous. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's got several rooms to it. So when you come in from the elevator, they got the reception area and then they got the room right there and they got the little coffee room, break room off to the side. I wouldn't call it break room, but the coffee area, which is really set up nice. 
with some chairs and a couch. And, and then there's several rooms where like where the trophies are and there's mm-hmm. some smaller rooms. And then where he did the thing with the NAACP, it's a whole nother room. Uh, the, the place is huge. All of, it's all hardwood. It's really, really nice. I just, want, I just want to put my hand across that couch right there behind you. Yeah. <laughs> this is in uh, this is in Hollywood, correct? Yeah, yeah right there on Hollywood Boulevard too. I'm a, I'm a block away from the Chinese Theater here on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. Yeah. Where we see all the pictures of the outside of it, like it's magnificent. Well, from the outside, it just looks like an office building. It's really nice. What's that? It was once called Grauman's Chinese Theater. It's now called Man's Chinese Theater, unless it's changed again. Yes, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. I, I still think it looks magnificent because I'm in Kentucky. They got their own little. They got their own well, little theater. Very, very and everything nice. in there. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. building. When people come in here, they're just like, "Oh my gosh!" Because yes. it's a great place to be like this in Hollywood. No, um, and, and everybody so at work is work. super nice. At least we're everybody right at across the street there. from. I mean, we're on the same size street as the Chinese Theater in Catacore, across the street from the Roosevelt Theater or the Roosevelt Hotel, which is where the original Academy Awards was held and. That's yeah. where we had the last two years. We've had all of our winners. When we Very nice out. setup. We put them up at the um, at the Roosevelt Hotel. So it's um, actually Jimmy Glenn. I'll let you. There's rooms. Anytime when they put me up, I always put shots of the rooms up. So you'd have to go look at my Facebook page, but they're there. You uh, all or, or actually on YouTube too, because I did a video. I always do a video. Matter of fact, anytime I'm traveling, I'm staying in certain types of rooms. I always do videos of them. I know everybody loved the one in Atlanta because they were like, hold on. Uh, maybe I'm getting this wrong. Tell me, John. Black Dahlia. Was that the Roosevelt Hotel? Or was that... You know what um, I'm talking about, the Black Dahlia? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I or, or was that... There's something about Hollywood or, or Roosevelt with the Black Dahlia. I can't remember if that's a hotel or something else. Um, I'm actually not certain of that. I just... The main claim to fame that they make over there was the original Academy Awards at the Roosevelt Hotel. Okay. That's I'll where have to look that, I have to look that up. That's, that's sounded familiar with cool. me. Yeah. I'll have to look the, that the Black Dahlia was a woman who was murdered in Limerick Park. Right. Yeah, but she frequented a hotel there that was pretty um, infamous for for actors and actresses. And It may have been and, that one there. Yeah. I think yeah, you it definitely was. definitely never know who you're going to see. They got it. They, they got a nice nightlife crowd, but it ends early. I mean, I was I was just like, where in the hell am I? It ends early. Zone? Well, he's Nolans. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, part of the problem though is that you also have all the pandemic stuff. So there, there's all kinds of weird rules that were in play. That because you're in yeah, Hollywood, there was, there was. you're in very you're very liberal over here. So there's a lot of. Um, I was confused though. So everything closed at eleven or twelve in the hotel, except on salsa night. They stayed open to two a.m. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> How come? But I think the guy said they it's stayed salsa. open to two a.m. You can't shut down salsa. But early. I think they, I think they stopped serving booze at midnight. Did yeah. two at two a.m. is them. is the, you know, unless you know somebody at a private club, two a.m. are. So Joe, I this is what I expect. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Not that I mean anything by any oh means, but God. I expect you and John to be on that couch doing a, a, a <laughs> personal interview with cigars, <laughs> cigars, and that some whiskey. <laughs> yeah. We have we have yeah. another room on the fourth floor. No, if it's cigars, it's gotta be port. Uh, hold on. We have oh, a smoking AJ. lounge in another room here on the fourth floor, which has a separate Heating, uh, heating and ventilation for smoking cigars. Oh wow! You know it's funny. Awesome. I, I see, I see John the whole time I'm there, 
And we talk a lot while I'm there, but we never get to do an interview. It's, we're both just busy interviewing other people between That's us. What, I don't know. We we did a lot of interviews. Well, all yeah. of that. We did before and, all and of NASA. It. It's uh, but they're they're done and some are done in the hotel room, some are done in the lobby. Some I did a couple of like over at the office, and because uh, I was trying to get the other Joni to talk to me, <laughs> I was torturing her ass. And uh, did yeah, the, the whole, person that we, you also interviewed on, I interviewed too, uh, General John John Thompson. Yes. He had just retired. He was the one that that he was um, the uh, the chief general, um, uh, three star general of the Air Force uh, of what became um, Space Command. It, he was the Air Force and now, now Space Command. So he start, he created one of the generals that created uh, the Space Force. Yes. So um, it, it's it's trippy because that that main base is by LAX, and it's a, it's a small base, but they handle they control space. So they control yeah, all that. That'll grow, though. Trust me. He was an amazing base is, speaker. Yeah, that base is just going to great. He was. He was actually, I enjoyed his speaking. And uh, because he was speaking, I remember he spoke at the Gala. It's just, it's uh, that base will grow. Give it time, buddy. Space is the only thing space is going to do is get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more crowded is what it's going to get. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we plan on, unless somebody does some stupid and nukes us off the planet, we're planning on going. Uh, Ginger, no, we'll talk about that later. Sorry, not for the night's topic. No, I'm serious about Brittany, but we'll talk about it. I'll do a whole show about it for y'all. Maybe I'll invite her on. <laughs> I don't know. She looks crazy these days, but, you know, she owes me a couple of favors. So, Oh, you want to know about the story? Oh, who told you that? No, but I will. I will. I will talk about that. Just not tonight. A couple people in the network know about it. Yeah, it was it was a weird night. Yeah, it was long before I met John. And anyway, I was out in L.A. I was, I was out for a duty thing. <laughs> Yeah, I did meet him. I, I did meet Judy. him. We'll talk about that. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about that later, though. Hey, I've met some interesting people in my life. I do a lot of traveling. Now you know, you've not my... introduced me to Trish yet, Joe. You're so rude. Oh, Hello, dude. Trish. My name is John. Trish, it's very Trish, nice to meet you. You look good. like a very lovely person. Nice she, to meet she, you she as hosted, well, John. She hosted Missing Peace for us on Monday nights. She's uh, one of the shows on Mondays with us. I stole her from one of the shows off the network that's already doing well for the self-chasing prophecy. She just was just she she just was being way underutilized there. That's all. Because I talked to her every night after the show and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you just no, you need to have your own show. This you're just not getting in with you. Because really and truly, she could have dominated that show and I would have just put the other three hosts out of the way. So they're in their mids of changing their stuff around too. And uh, don't forget, we're going to be a Roku soon, somewhere between uh, January 7th and January 10th. We all will get to actually see the network up there. Who's going to actually be on it, who's not, that's still all in the works. But uh, I'm hoping everybody makes it. We actually have a lot of new shows coming in, too. Michelle is working her happy, you know what, off. Um, she's she's a busy go-getter. She's bringing in a lot of Brits, which is nice. She's kind of filling up our daytime slots with Brits and uh, Aussies and, and Canadians, which is nice because the accent will be the only daytime network in the U.S. that will have that layout, especially when we go back full FM. Uh, it'll just add something you can't get anywhere else in the country. So I really like that idea. I like being different. And I noticed um, I noticed with the UFO and paranormal, we're back with either first or second page in the search engine. Now, however you search, is UFO, paranormal. So that's nice, or paranormal, UFO, radio, whatever it is. Uh, United Public's always well searched and easy, so they're both out there now, pretty pretty solid. So, and yes, Carol, we're bringing on a lot of new hosts. Well, Emily's coming on. Well, Emily's still got to meet Michelle, but she's—I know for sure she's going to be on for sure somewhere. I just we, we have to sit down and talk about all of that. That's not right now, but um, her shows have done well. They did really well. They did really well yesterday. Um, they've been on the network three times now. They, they've done better each time. 
well, it's a new show. So new shows, you know, we, we, we have a, a benchmark for a new show. So, but Emily's been out there for a while. So I actually expected better than our benchmark and she did better than our benchmark. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Same thing with Trish. I, 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 she did much better than our benchmark for new shows. Well, benchmarks are for shows. Like when they first come on, we only expect, you know, host isn't known on our network. Maybe they get 20, 50, 80,000, whatever. <clears throat> but shows that host with personalities tend to do much better. That's all I can say. <clears throat> I shouldn't have said it like that. I'm going to get in trouble by somebody, but still. Um, so, John, you're going to be, you're hanging out. So, wait, tell me about where y'all going in the mountain before you tell me about New Year's Eve. I said you and you said y'all were going walking somewhere or visiting somewhere. Yeah, there's uh we've got two different groups going out there. One is at a, a local local mountains here, uh, Hollywood Hills, and the other place is um, out uh, called uh, Spritzer Falls, which is um, uh, near Mount Wilson, which is about forty five minutes away from here. And it's, I mean, we're just not dissimilar to yourself. We we work long hours and and almost seven days a week type thing that's that's one of the the, the beauties of publishing that's it, bad uh, john that there's no balance there <laughs> well that we're going to balance in the in the mountains so uh um but one thing that's good is those we're all we're all good friends for me it's also both emily and myself we travel a fair bit so whenever we go someplace um we always make sure we take time to do other things and meet meet people love meeting people and doing the, you know, seeing what other sites are. We were just got back from um, Las Vegas a few weeks ago for a 10 day um, Stetson country Christmas. It was a Western show for 10 days. There are quarter million people and um, cowboys, cowgirls, ranchers, farmers, they come to, and uh, vaqueros. Like and they Stetson come in the brand. Their, the, yeah. It's the brand know, the of the, the, yeah, the hats. Yeah. Hats and boots. Yeah, and so these guys who come in with their boots and their hats and their their spurs, because it's also the biggest rodeo in America that happens over that course of those ten days. So, um, Owen Hubbard wrote a lot of westerns, over thirty westerns. So we sold a thousand books that, during that show. There, wow. it, was, it was a really good show, and that was our first time attending there. So we're looking forward to going back next year. So we go there, we go out and we do different things. And I had a, you know, we met with uh, fellow science fiction writers and judges for the contest. And um, so that was that was going that. And then I went up earlier this year. I went out to see Joe and um, went with him. He gave us a whole tour around um, uh, his yes, neck of the woods. I fed him beignets, man. They were like, what the hell is this thing? It was good. It was good. Uh, we tried to get out. down then to Frank Frazetta's home where he's passed mm -hmm. away, but his family was there. And we were there for the opening of, the, of their uh, uh, library. And it was like, there are over 30 original paintings. Each painting is worth at least a million dollars of his. So seeing all of his original artwork was wow. just- He was an amazing a, artist. A real a real treat. And at his home there, um, there's a shelf there. It has his urn. That's where his ashes are. And pictures around him with him and Ellie, his wife. And then in another room is an urn of his wife, Ellie. And, um, but it's just, it's just amazing there in that whole scene there in, in Southern Florida. And then um, I went up to another place where they were dedicating a, a library to Owen Hubbard. So I went up there for that dedication. And then I flew to Colorado for um, uh, a big event, which was amazing. Just all the snow and stuff like that, walking around, meeting new people there. So we're able to travel a lot and, and do things. So that's, I, I always make that tie in with, you know, pleasure along with, with business there. 
But the main thing is I just love meeting people. To me, that's one of the most extroverting mm -hmm. things. It's just like right now, seeing you guys trying to sing and talking with meeting you. Um, it's it's not nearly as good as in person, but it's great. I had a great chat with Emily. This has been a few weeks ago now, but you know, I just it's it's fun to find good things in people, and she's a total sweet and heart and a half. And you know, then oh, I meet you man. now, and it's just like Emily's are the best. You're biased, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then I I have a question for you. I just thought about it because it's come up a lot um, in in the recent few weeks in in journalism and and everything else. What is your take on the future of illustration and both illustration and writing and and um, in general with the new AI software? So on and that, you, you saw that coming, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Gosh. So I this in the next book coming out, I've, it's the rules have changed that we we do not allow AI art for the illustrators of the future, and we don't allow AI uh, generated um, storytelling either. Um, I mean, it's I don't want to call it cheating because that gets into this whole big fight. But in terms of the purpose of, what I, the think contest is, I think it's cheating. I think it's cheating too. John, you're a good company. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I see people like, I get both, I'm an artist too. And so I, did you paint that I behind have, you? No, I did not. This is a, oh. another artist tapestry, but I, um, I, I've discussed this a lot in different forums. You know, people say, yeah, yeah. As artists, you know, it takes me eight to 10 hours to paint minimum probably to paint a big painting to photograph it to prepare it to frame it whatever to be um to be put in a gallery or online or whatever yeah and somebody else can go in and just you know type something in there and from what i understand ai just scrubs the internet right or like the algorithm yeah, that's what it does. i did it once i just when someone showed me about, hey, isn't this cool? And this is great. And this is blah, blah, blah. And, I said, and it puts it, yeah, it puts disgusting. it like combines it all together. And they, you know, it takes yeah. them five minutes or less. And then they mass produce it online on print on demand and all these other places. And they're making millions off of it. Whereas the original artist, you know, probably, yeah, well, probably, you, right, probably you isn't getting get recognized. In, you can't get um, copyrights for it now. It's no, you, can't, that's right. you can't get copyrights. There Who was one that on? was granted that was, that was then, uh, rescinded the copyright notice on it yeah so because it is because it's not your work it's you you've it's your to use your totally what the right, maybe it's right but it's 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 right. taking everything that's out there and you put in the it's keywords terrible. for because i did it just to make a, a to create a painting and i can't even make a stick Matter fact, you're, you'll see you'll see a new banner coming up that was created by one so i have jeff weiner on the show about three weeks back he actually demonstrated this live on air not just the video part, but the text part. So how yeah. it can write it. I mean, this shit is just, anybody can be a, a writer now. It's just, so mm -hmm. I agree. It shouldn't be allowed. I mean, some of the artwork is fabulous, but still it's cheating. I asked yeah. Jeff, so what we do right now, cheating. you have to, you have to prove, you have to send uh, original files. If you're going to uh, submit something, if, if one of the judges who are very knowledgeable in art, because these are all like major name players in, in the art world, if they have a question, it's okay, send me original files to prove that they actually created it, whether it's through Photoshop or photography that they're working with in Photoshop or painted it or, or illustration or whatever they did. They got to prove it's there. Um, storytelling is 
we're just saying you can't do it. Of course, there'll be people trying to break the rule and say, look at, I did it. Um, the dead giveaway is when you have a writing class or an illustration class and you talk to somebody, like at the illustrator workshop, you actually have, we have models coming in, you do sketching. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if all they can do is do stuff on AI, they can't sketch. Right. Sure. Drills, they have to write a 24 hour story as part of the thing. You can't hey, do it. AI has taken everything creativity wise. Human out human. of human. Yeah. You know, and Sorry. I have even started, and I know a lot of artists probably have, just to protect myself. I'm like, man, I've, you know, I've started, if it's graphic design or something I'm doing, I, I do that a lot for people and, and myself, you know. And I'm like, I'm going to screen record me doing this from from scratch you know from the beginning or even now i even think about that like setting up the camera when i'm when i'm starting a painting or whatever or showing the original photograph that was mine mm -hmm. that i painted a picture from just to you know just to protect myself from that it's actually here's you know here's the process i go through personally mm -hmm. because i use my like as a photographer i might you know i might photograph something and then I go and I might paint that photograph and sure. then I might re-digitize re it, um, you know, and make pop art or something like graphic design wise. So I, I utilize my own. I mean, it's still mine, sure. um, but in multiple different ways. So so I could see a lot of people. Are like, well, that's not that's not your original. That's, you know, OK, well, I have the original picture that you, I took. You're, from you're able to alter your original right yes, you're you're that's totally cool what you're doing there that's that's fine that's <laughs> totally different than someone going in and typing in you know key oh, phrases right. that like di dictate what's going to be done and you keep on doing it over and over until you get the picture you want mm -hmm. you know um you know and joe said he interviewed jeff and jeff definitely is a big proponent of that yes, and it's its is. own thing i've talked to a few artists and they're saying look at you know it's, it's always like in publishing Every new in innovation in publishing is going to, okay, that's the end of publishing. You know, so it's always something else. Next thing that's coming up is going to be the end of, of publishing. And right. the same thing here with, you know, with, mm -hmm. with art, you know, you take a look at some of the big changes that happened um, when computers came out and you can start doing Photoshop and stuff like that. Oh, that's the end of, that's the end of, of painting because you can do so much faster now than you can paint something. It didn't, it just morphs into something but, new. But, you know, people are going yeah, back. It's not, it's not to, going to kill it. When, no. no. I, I think even in the art community and in writing, people are going back to even handwriting, you know, postcards. And um, because it's you still get that energy yeah. when an actual person made it, even if it's something like, like wood carving and things like that, you know, that's handmade opposed to one of these big new laser machines sure. that laser cutters that do it, you know, um, yeah, CNC you get machine. that, you get the, uh, the human energy from it. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's becoming almost more popular actually. Um, in the handmade and, and, you know, small business communities because machines can't do that. Yeah. yeah. You've got, you've got to think yeah. like you got different audiences though, too. You've got to somebody that, you know, how is it that someplace like McDonald's is so popular? Yeah. You know, but instead of going out and getting like the fresh made sandwiches or the fresh fruits, like, right. well, 
they can't afford that. So you've got the McDonald's, you know, society that's out there as compared to something that can do the more expensive stuff. So same like with art, you're going to always find an audience for what you do, but you're right. also going to find that audience for somebody that they can afford the 99 cent special, you know? Yeah. So, so there's yeah. three shows y'all should go look at right now. There's the one I did with Jeff Weiner. So with, with the AI we're talking about, but if you really want to see some great artwork and some of the judges and writers of the future, Tom Wood and Echo Turnick, or I did interviews with both of them. Echo's got a beautiful um, virtual gallery. It's fabulous to go through. It's a, it's a uh, remake of her store. And where's she? Seattle? Yeah, it's Seattle, right? Or is she in Portland? I get confused. I know she's some, somewhere up in the east, I mean, in the uh, west coast. But both those, the Echo's have got a great artist. We did a lot of her artwork, plus we did some of her, what she calls sexy pictures. So y'all go check those out. And then um, pictures, I want to know more. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 they're, they're Britney Britney Spears. Are we gonna go wrap back um, around? They look better than Britney, I have to say. That was <laughs> amazing. She is amazing. She did the art for the um, uh, what's that? The herbal tea, the um, yeah. celestial seasons. That she does that type of art. So the, all those those uh, that packaging she created that for as one of the things. She, there was a couple of companies she worked for, and in time worked for a couple of companies, including the NFL. Uh, both of them had some pretty big names behind him. And last time I talked with Tom, he was so damn busy. He's lucky breathe. Um, I did finally get him to confess that he used his wife as some of the models. By the way, he's got a hot wife, but it was, it was I kept going because I didn't, I didn't meet his wife the first time I met her, I met, her, I met her the second time I met him. And I was like, Man, some of this looks for me. me for some reason, yeah, definitely model some of his stuff. Boris Vallejo yeah, does the same thing. Boris Vallejo uses himself and his his really pretty wife as models for his fantasy art. Yeah, but and anyway, um, Presetti uses what used Ellie as well, his yeah. wife for a lot of for so, his models. So, and that's a picture John was talking about earlier, right behind me. For some reason, it's a little dim in here tonight. It's uh, I don't know why it's yeah. quite that dim, but uh, painted by up. It's um. No, Tom Wood and Echoes. Isn't her last name Turnick? Or is I'm getting her confused Turnick, with somebody? Turnick. Yeah. Turnick, yeah. So all you got to do is, I think I brought them both on UFO undercover so they'd get maximum exposure on audience size. But they both work hard. Uh, matter of fact, Echoes' uh, husband also uh, is an artist and, and a writer. So y'all can go check his out. They, they have a great art gallery. You should go really yeah. check it out. You got a lot of great work. And she still does oils from time to time. Which I found found was well, very hard interesting. Yes, it is. To master, and uh, I, so I love everything. And she's she will do on demand stuff. Too. I, I I love both of them. And and when you listen to them, so I told John the first year I learned more about art than I learned in my my existence on the planet. And last year I learned more about writing than I probably have learned in existence on my planet. It's just hanging out with them. They, they talk a lot about, cause I sit through a lot of the classes. I'm not recording them or anything, but I'm, I'm sitting through the classes, listening just, just for the sakes of shits and giggles, I guess you could say. And uh, you learn a lot just sitting there and I'm not going through the stress that the winners are. Uh, they're, they're, they're working. I mean, I watched, you know, both years they brought in models. Oh, I did like the, um, what was the old radio thing y'all did this year? I liked that. Oh, yeah. for some reason. That was an episode we just aired uh, a few weeks ago, but yes. that was, you know, we did one, one of the things we do here is we have a theater on the first floor and we do old time radio. So we have, we're in Hollywood, so we have tons of actors. So uh, we do these. Um, these I do shows. too. Yeah. Yes, that was very uh, good. Uh, real, real quick, John, if you don't mind saying, I, I just, I'm looking like I've seen you and Emily a couple times now. Maybe this is the third time with you, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I I looked. You, I sent you a friend's request on Facebook. Um, wh where can we find you if nobody's you know are are familiar with you? I'm looking for Emily right now, by the way. But 
Where can we find you really quickly for those that are listening? Well, the main thing I've got is you can either have on the, on the Facebook page um, that you've already got the John Goodman Facebook page. And that's right. a picture of me with uh, my wife, Emily. And then yes. the, Frazetta, the Frazetta daughter and granddaughter. That was at the opening of the Frank Frazetta Museum there. That's on that, my header. Um, and then I don't have a separate website. I've got the... the um, that's the main thing. And I've got my... That's the only place where I really like reside that I'll, I'll post stuff and people can keep up to date. I have my website. No, website? I, I've got, I've got tons of websites, but they're publishing websites. Yeah. You, uh, when I Googled you, the first one that comes up is, um, galaxypress.com LinkedIn. Oh, LinkedIn. okay. Yeah. I've got a LinkedIn account yeah. with thousand, two thousand <laughs> connections there. Well, so I LinkedIn. see your friends request on Facebook, John. Okay, good. <laughs> and, um, and then I will. Uh, but they got emails on both those pages. Y'all can find it. And guys and girls, you know, go to writersfuture.com if you want to learn how to write or if you want to submit anything yeah. you've done, illustrating or, or writing, that's the place to go. And if you're just looking to purchase something, which y'all should have been buying all through Christmas, people. Uh, now we're through the holidays. Now we're up to birthdays and special events and stuff. I got a birthday coming up here soon. Y'all want to buy me some people. Question. <laughs> Do you have, it, there's a lot of, um, children, especially, you know, in the neurodiverse communities, um, getting more and more into art and writing as a um, manner of, of therapy. And mm -hmm. do you have categories in Writers of the Future for, ch for specifically for children? We, we like don't. written and illustrated by children? Yeah. Well, there, anybody can enter the contest. There are no age restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no, I mean, it's blind judge. So all you, right. the only requirement is that you can't be professionally published. Um, right. and so the no violence had high school students who have won the contest. Um, we've, you know, there's no discrimination against any type of, of anything. It's just, you win based upon the quality of your, of your art and your quality of your writing. So we don't have children per se. I mean, it's, we get thousands of entries every quarter. So just maintaining that is, is quite oh, a, it, it's huge. Imagine. We get entries from over 175 countries. So actually I would recommend reading for like six and up. There's nothing, in, nothing oh. I've read through this whole yeah. stack behind me. I've read through quite, quite a few others. There's nothing you're going to find in there that would be unage appropriate. You know, yeah. I used to we think PG 13 is middle PG. school and up. Anybody can, can yeah. read it there. So it's appropriate mm -hmm. for that. So middle school and up can also enter though, right? Well, sure. Yeah. Okay. The youngest we've had as a writer winner has been around 20 years old. Just you've got to be able to master language, you know, right. so you can maybe have a great story idea. And we've got, you know, people entering from 14, 15, 16, which is totally fine. And anybody that enters a contest will get an email saying, thank you very much for entering. Please submit again. That's the worst that's going to happen. Yep. And so the whole idea is to encourage writers and artists. Keep going. Didn't, yeah, didn't, so keep going. Never give didn't up. Didn't have a 16-year-old winner? Oh, she was an illustrator, wasn't she? Yeah, an illustrator. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, I don't know. I, this is your field of expertise, John, but... Uh, I come from a background of education. My mom is as a middle school educator, language arts for mm -hmm. 28 years. And um, I don't know if this might be something interested in you. I know you, you're super busy with what you got now, but maybe have a division of middle school and high school kids um, to compete against each other 
in the future. Yeah, it's riders of the future. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what yeah. I was thinking because I work with you know, um, they're like in the Midwest. Well, it started in Michigan actually. There's um, little voices which they specifically find, um, awesome. you know, high schoolers and through elementary through high schoolers uh, for lyrics and and um, songwriting and singing, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's the same concept because a lot of those kids come from um, lower income communities and inner cities and, and things yes, that would, wouldn't normally have. So their form of writing is very different. It's amazing, very different than mm -hmm. what would be accepted in traditional, you know, Nashville, LA type um, music producers. So right. I was thinking the same thing with children, you know, obviously them competing with adults is, but it's, it, but it's fascinating to, to read books in the, that voice, that language of a child, you know, as well. It's just different. For sure. I, I hear you. And I've, I've had this discussion many times over the years that it's an expensive contest and Mr. Hubbard funds everything out of his royalties. So oh, wow. all the winners are flown out by Mr. Wow. Hubbard. Uh, the, the awards gala that we do is funded by him. The hotels that they stay at is funded by Mr. Hubbard. Um, Mont running the contest, he pays for that as well. So he put that in his, in his will to, to keep it going. So just in awards that have gone to winners, he's, he's, He's um, dispersed over a million dollars, but each year just to put on one of this, these Hollywood galas, there's $150,000 just that oh, alone. So it's, it's a massive expenditure and to handle all the, um, all that judging and, and all that stuff coming in, making sure, like I said, there's thousands every quarter that we get in of entries. It takes, you know, we've got dedicated people on that and then going to the judges for them to be able to go, you have your first readers and it goes to the judges. Um, there's a lot to that. Um, the thing that we do, though, is hardly anybody ever wins first time around. And several people have won. So, yeah, I started entering when I was 15. And then, then they just keep on working at it. And maybe 10 years later, we've had some people have been 30 years later, they've actually so won the I have a question with, for you, John. So these middle schoolers or, or high school students, uh -huh. if, they, if they submit a piece that's phenomenal, but they don't win. Is there people from Riders of the Future that might reach out to them to help them, to direct them or, or you know, help extinguish th their gifts and talents in writing or a little bit better than sort of. their high school teachers? Yeah, sort of. What we do on that is on their website, Riders of the Future website, we've got a free online workshop that's taught by the, some of the biggest names in science fiction and fantasy. It's a free course. We've got this podcast that I do. I've, I've, I just did an interview this morning um, um, with um, someone who specializes in um, independent. He's a, Hugh Howie. He's got three of his books now coming in TV series. Um, he's very, very popular, but he, he made it from independent. He worked himself up and he's been trying to write since he was 12 or so. And now he's amazingly popular. I just did an interview a few days ago with a girl from England who um, had another route. And so I've, and I've done one girl from India. She was 
15, I think, or maybe she just turned 16. Amazing. That's one of the best listened to ones because she had all of her friends in India that was following it. So I, I try to make provide information to all spectrums, you know, of people I, I've had. Um, I have another question. I'm sorry, John. I'm excited about this. And yeah. only because my son's in middle school. He's sixth sure. grader. And and I'm a better writer than reader because my mom shoved books down my down sure. my throat as a middle school. Middle school language arts professor I always had to read books and write a one page essay, even in summer times off to be able to hang out with my friends. That was my mother. Yeah. So so writers of the future, my son's sixth grade. So is there anything off your website that maybe if I could talk to his teachers or something at our local school that they can go to and look at and maybe have like a contest within their classroom to possibly write something that they could submit to writers of the future? Yes. Now, what we've done, because this is what you're saying here, we've done before many times. Okay. We get a, a teacher that gets the kids all excited, and their game is to actually submit. You know, so right. their whole contest is just write a story and submit it to writers of the future. Whether they win or not isn't the point. Is the fact that they wrote something and they submitted it, which Gave is their own accomplishment. Then they will receive an email from the contest thanking them for their submission at the end of the quarter. Awesome. And we definitely have that. But the books themselves, the stories are age appropriate because it's short fiction. So um, is there kind of rules or, or expectations like listed, like what's yeah. required? On the website, there's a there's a whole website. thing of the rules. And then in the book back of the book, it's got the rules for both the writer or illustrator. Okay. Is it all science fiction fantasy or do you have um, nonfiction science as well? It's 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 um, speculative fiction only on this one here. So it's science fiction okay. fantasy, alternate history, um, dark fantasy, no horror, <laughs> but it's 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 that type of stuff there. So no horror. So no, nobody killing anybody. No yeah. I got, I got to say all the I stories are entertaining. I've read now, I've read through what, seven, eight books now, and uh, might have been 10. It's, um, there's, there's, their stories are entertaining. They'll, you'll read through the whole into the story. Uh, some stories you can like better than others, and there are stories I definitely like better than others, but you will read all through it. I mean, I read it, uh, last one I read on the, on the flight out, I read it again for, the, I think, the third time. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I wanted to be more familiar with this, the stories because I was doing interviews, but you know, at least seven of the stories in there I really liked and the other ones I liked. And, uh, and it was easy for me to read through. It, you, 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 you can rule out certain expectations in your head. So it makes it easier to read the book. And I would let any of my grandkids read them. Matter of fact, I sent off some to one of us, two of my grandkids. I learned day. more from middle school, um, I guess, targeted audience books than I do almost from oh, uh, yes. I'm, in, yeah. in modern, I'm modern times. Yes. Modern yeah. times. Historical books, obviously, no. But um yes, in in the modern genres, I have so much more fun, you know, because I go to the library with my daughter and I'm I'm sitting right there with her, you know, we're both walking mm -hmm. out with ten different ten books and it's all oh, you know cool. the like 10 through 15 year old age <laughs> that's so cool that yeah man, i love that stuff i just got this review in uh yesterday from um midwest book reviews it's a major uh library review um organization it says uh the gangbuster science fiction short story collections continues to excel with the newest installment the 38th volume many comp compilations have continued to come out like years best science fiction but writers of the future 
has always been different as it has celebrated new talented authors who have gone on to bigger and better things. This edition has gone, has another whole new crop of writers and artists under the same roof for all to enjoy. Extra nonfiction tips by established novelists round out the affair that includes stories by Hubbard himself. Writers of the Future continues to dominate the field of science fiction fantasy with awesome. bragging rights that it has contributed more to the genre than any other source. So we get those. So here, here's what I, I feel about middle school. And not I have degrees in education and teaching and stuff. Mm -hmm. I have not physically, but I helped my mom. She's an educator for 28 years. I helped my mom many years in this. What I find fascinating with middle school is that elementary school years it seems like th they don't think in abstract thinking a lot or th or they stay within that cartoon world they don't understand that it's reality in middle school right. into high school they're mixing that cartoonish world in with reality which brings that sci-fi if you want to call it sci-fi mm -hmm. creativity out and and i find that especially with seventh and eighth grade, my son's in sixth grade, they are super creative. They think outside the box and they're yeah. not afraid to, to put, push the realms of those things. And I think that, that that needs to be highlighted in a lot of many ways. I have a meeting with my son's language arts teacher in two weeks, actually, because she liked something that my son wrote, which I'm happy about that. Yeah. But I'm going to bring this up to her. Good, good. Yeah. Maybe this Everything should be like an end of year screen. project or something that people can submit. Submit. I, I, I tell you what. It's I an might. awesome opportunity. I, I encourage, not that I, I read. Don't get me wrong. I read. My mom shoved it down my in my brother's mouth a lot. Mm -hmm. I love to write, though. I love to get my feelings or whatever, or even if it's, you know, you should submit uh, girl, submit, submit, submit. I know, but, but Joe's been telling us that. I He's been think me there's that. No, because there's a lot more writing than reading. Yeah. Well, see, I've, I've, I've talked to you these three years plus one other years besides this. So when I met most of these people in person, I would put the middle age, probably mid thirties. Uh, I met a lot. Then. Now, they had artists there. They had people who had won as old as 70 uh, and people as young as 16. But the thing of it is, and that was that was all. But anyway, for the writers, there was a lot of them in that that millennial X-Gen right up in that area. And a lot of them had submitted 14, 15, 16 times. Remember, though, that's not years. That's times. You can submit four times a year. Yeah. So So it's not always 14 years, you know. Quite a few of them I talked to. I mean, I did talk to a couple of first-time winners, which they were as shocked as we were. And I've talked to some longer-term winners. I mean, I think Preston Dennett's the longest one out there. But what was yeah, he like? Seven times. Forty-seven times he submitted before he won. And um, yeah, you know, it's like um, J.K. Because Rowling you can't win. Yeah. With uh, yeah. perfect with story. Harry Potter, you know, she mm -hmm. was what forty-two, forty-three, something before she actually. Um, got, and she had submitted bitch. like 12 times to major yeah, rejected by every publisher. And then finally yeah. Scholastic gave it a shot. Um, and, and I was listening to her story again the other day, I, you know, and I was like, I've always been like, well, I don't know what I, I love writing about people, you know, because I, with the photography and going to small towns and stuff, I, I just write about, um, I used to volunteer at nursing homes and their stories, you know, the, the yes. people there were, I'm like, if there was just somebody to go around to nursing homes and tell these people, because a lot of times they'll tell a stranger, you know, 
um, or third person things that they that their family didn't even know. Just mm -hmm. amazing, amazing stories. And um, so I never knew what I would write about. And she said she just had notes like all over the place in her house, everywhere she went. She she had notes and she finally she just put them together. And I was like, huh. I do that. I find notebooks. I do all that over too. The place. I write on like everything. I write notes years. and I put it down in my book and get everything. Man. When I start research, I do the same. Like this is a freaking. I know. It's empty. And so you put letter. them all together and you have a well, book for, for you rookies. You for your it. rookies, there's a course at writersofthefuture.com <laughs> that you can take. With, that will help you immensely. You got to get over there and take the course, though. You got to do the whole Whatever course. Whatever fun, I write a note on. And, and at the end of it, you can write a story. Uh, I'll never get I to the end. I took a lot of, it, of so. writing in college, and um, you know, my professors always kept my my. Yes, but this stuff, is but this is different. All of these so, are different notes, right? Well, here. no, well, well, the videos <laughs> they have there are from. Yeah, well, the winners they have there are already them. published authors. These are authors that may have movies to their table. Yeah, these are major name authors that are yeah, telling these, you these what are, they, yeah. they've done. In, that they, means we got to submit like 40 times before we get recognized on. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, can't I'm use my already name. It won't 41 help you years now. old, man. I'll, I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> it won't help you. Like I said, we've had one of our winners this last year was 66, I think. You know, it's just. Wow, that's a lot no, of winners. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was. Um, it's good. We got people that have been How trying long and had he um, submitted? This was, um, he'd done like seven or eight submissions. Yeah, he didn't oh, done wow. a lot. Yeah. yeah. I know the guy before that, the year before he was 68 or 69, he hadn't done that many either. I think he said. What like was 15. the youngest, John, by the way? Well, the, you know, the youngest was, was a, an artist. And she when she won, I think she was 14. By the time she made out here, she was 15. She was a, okay. just one of those amazing um She had a big presence, that's for sure, for such and a little The uh, youngest writer, I think, is maybe we've had someone who's 19, but I, otherwise I think it's like 20 or so. Because they just they just need to master grammar. Yeah, writers seem to like yeah. takes a little longer. Yeah, if you can't do grammar, you can't write as English might is hard. Yeah, you might need to get a command well, of the English language English first. English is hard. So, Not John, like does that mean that maybe we should look at a middle school age range or something? Well, that, or that's for the readers. I, I would suggest the writing would be high school. But what they do is, see, a writer becomes a writer by writing. And by entering the contest, it forces you to write. You know, So if they, we've got various writing groups that they're – their mantra is to submit every quarter to Writers of the Future, and they does Writers of the on. Future tell tell the writer what they could work on at us at the beginning level. No, um, we have the okay. rules, and this is what you can, this is what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And we always tell them read the books. You know, it's a market. Read like the other, else, so read, read the, the winners books, you know, or something. Looking for. You know, and we have plenty of interviews that I've done with with the judges. So they know they, they say, this is what I'm looking for. So you can think with that. But even if you start in high school writing, even if you don't win, it's like, let's use an analogy of a musician, someone who's playing a guitar. Right. So he gets up there, he gets a guitar and he, he starts practicing to expect. He's, look, he's getting, John, John's getting his wand out. After just he got him started. Started. We're going to play the lightsaber guitar. It's ahead, silly. Uh-oh. Have you heard of, um, it's a nonprofit organization. This might be more on what you're looking for, Emily. It's okay. called NaNoWriMo. Yeah, NaNoWriMo, yes. NaNoWriMo, yes. yes. It was at my library um, 
during the the national novel um what was that november yeah. novel um writing month and they do a lot it, you know it was all free they had courses and stuff for younger people to um on how to write books and um and flash where part of what they do what's that flash fiction a thousand words or less yeah oh, they it, they like had that. uh short stories like kind of like but yeah. it was it was an they had a a lot of stuff to to participate in if if a person wanted you know if a student wanted to for that there were mm -hmm. there were workshops and they even had like a overnight um lock-in type thing at the library yeah. they had um you know just just tons of workshops and things like that and it was all free so um I thought so that was a good program a very, a very valid thing you know the privacy future is its own specific thing yeah. that's um right now 40 years old so it's the oldest of all the different oh, wow. competitions and it just continues to grow and like i said it's now with we have countries from 175 countries you now we have entries from and it's um it's its own thing there and it's it's also to specifically speculative fiction because that's also what mr hubbard was considered science fiction was the herald of possibility and so mm -hmm. a lot of the pictures i showed you up there were were astronauts and engineers and they're inspired for what they're doing from reading science fiction you know whether mm -hmm. it's the golden age or or later from that so that's that's part of also why he's just he specifically created the contest for for spec fix, speculative fiction. You know, you know, you said that if I had a dollar for every astronaut, I mean, every person I interviewed at NASA that told me Irvin Allen gave them inspiration, I'd, I'd have to, I could be rich. And he was well, just, I was, I was he was ask. just, a, he was just, a, he, well, he did Lost in Space, but he did all them campy. Lost in Space, Land of the Giants. Yeah, man, he did well, all them campy stuff. ones. Time to all... he did all that stuff. This Even for stuff. religion, yeah. though, you know, right. Harry Potter for, for, people like me, pagans and witches and stuff that they really, I mean, obviously that was science fiction, but it really made a lot of people. Um, you know, if I see JK, I'm going to have to smack her with my lightsaber. You know that, right? That trigger. <laughs> no, you're right. But it's, see, the thing is too, in fact, Mine when I noise, my interview this afternoon um, uh, that I did with um, Hugh Howie, you know, he was born and raised um, Catholic, but then he, he then, when he started reading science books and stuff like that, he just kind of like moved away, moved well, out of that. That's why I was going to ask you, John. Do you have a nonfiction category that people can write in about their testimonies or stuff that they've gone through spiritually or physically or however? Uh, no, not nonfiction. But people will take. We have, definitely have a lot of spiritual spiritual stories in our books. That they're that's. It moves in the realm of fantasy. There was one winner a couple of years ago about um, uh, Michael the Archangel. Okay. And um, just a, a doubt and faith. I mean, you have a lot of alien encounters, you know, the greys. or I'm, I'm thinking sci-fi on this side. If you all think it's something else, this is me. I'm, I'm a kind of basic per person. But, I would, I would, you know, like I would categorize it as sci-fi so much. Well, Skinwalker Ranch, all that stuff. That people have these personal encounters with something that's alien or outside of our realm, and they want to write a book about it. It's, it's nonfiction. Right. Can, can they submit anything like that to, to the? Not writer? the nonfiction, no. Okay. And the problem you're going to have with those, doing those things is nonfiction. Unless you go through Kindlepreneur and do it as a, as a, your own self-publishing thing, 
mm-hmm. trying to get somebody to take it and, and publish those personal stories. It's a definite um, road to hoe on that one to get to, oh, sell, to sell that. I was going to say, I could write a story about my life and change the names and call it nonfiction because nobody would believe it anyways. <laughs> or call it yeah. fiction. I'm sorry. Call it fiction, yeah. Which is one of the things that gets done. That's uh, some of the stuff that was done yeah. by um, by Jimmy. Um, um, so, Trish, you're making me rethink of some stories I've read. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, Jim Mars yeah. had to write some I, stuff. I think as, maybe as they were, they were you nonfiction. Because you couldn't get the nonfiction of getting through the. Yeah. All the legal stuff. Does that, that happen often, John? What's that? Does that happen often? Like non nonfiction work that's redirected into fiction work? Does sure. that happen? I'm sure it happens sure. all the time because like, people are afraid probably, to. It's usually one of the main main premises of fiction. Yeah. Okay. No, I missed. I'm not Jane. a writer. This is. I mean, I like to write more than reading. I hate to say it, but y'all two would have loved. I'm not Jane. a professional yeah. author. That's that's interesting. Yeah. You two would have loved Jim, Emily. Yeah, Jim Mars. Yeah. Y'all, y'all would have loved Jim Lars. He was he was just oh I miss him. All I can say. Yeah. I like we, John Goodwin. I'm glad to meet him over Yes, time. John's a good guy. You guys have a lot of <laughs> took him a couple wisdom. of years to, to talk me into it. Well, you see, when we talk about other stuff, as a matter of fact, I was talking about with some some people the other night about this and they were asking me about back in uh there's a publishing company out of New York doing a um I forgot what they call it. Some kind of, it's a writer's thing. And I said, well, I said, I'm real funny about who I'll endorse. And he said, well, you know, it's a big company. I said, just because a big company don't mean shit. I said, just because it's big don't mean it's going to be. I said, I tell you what, I said, I'll, I said, I'll send this list of what I would like to know. And if they can answer the questions, I said, I'd like to be invited up to check it out. I said, because I want to know if I'm going to endorse something. I said, I can endorse writers of the future because I've been there. I know what's going on. I said, everybody I talked to told me exactly what they were supposed to. Not, okay, that came out wrong. Um, <laughs> so it did. It came out wrong. But so when I do interviews with people, especially when I do what I call flashing and when just walk in and start talking to someone, when I start asking questions, a lot of times people will hem or haw or pause. Well, that means you're thinking about your answer. Odds are, if you got to think about your answer, you're going to lie to me about something. That's something goes on at right if you I ask a question, they not only are they telling me, they give me excess amount of freaking information. Every now and then, then people can talk as much as I do. So it's it's a different kind of thing when I talk over uh, none of the judges. John gave me carte blanche with all of the judges for the last that's uh, for two two different sets for thirty six winners. He gave me access to all the winners. I could ask him anything I wanted. There was nobody babysitting me. Nobody was telling me what to ask or what to say or what to do. I asked the judges point blank. I said, are y'all blind judges? And, and it's funny with them because they think it's funny because they've been doing it a while. And, uh, and wait, I'll tell you a little secret. I got a couple of them drunk at a party we had, and they were still telling That's me the, the same secret. answers. That's the secret. It's, everybody uh, gets it's, uh, Well, everybody gets to know. We just don't know who. I can tell you who it was. But uh, we, all had, you know, we all had a good night, and we talked, and we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about writers of the future, and there was still no negative stuff that came out. The only thing that I was worried about was the guy said he was going to propose to his wife at the gala. I started laughing. I said, Emily would have killed you, but you know that, right? I said, she didn't put the laser on you. He would have minds and killed you. I just started laughing. But other than yeah, that. We, we drill the winners on how to do acceptance speeches because yes, the, the big shows are bad enough. But then to have these guys here, they're not used to being on stage and not used to an audience. And so they come with some of the craziest ideas. And so I run. I go, okay. This has been done before. Don't do it. This has been done before. Don't do it. You know, they do yes. like, wow, I can't see everybody out there. It's like, don't do that. One one year, somebody said, we're all winners. Everybody come on stage. I was going, oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, don't come on stage, people. 
<laughs> yeah, we just go through uh, and just. Oh no, it's. I mean, uh, these are just. See now, I now I'm challenged to submit something because I'm sure I can find. Do it, something. Trish. Probably well, hasn't write, been girl. done by a winner. I'd love to see you out there. It's. Uh, <laughs> I'd look. love to meet you in person, Trish. <laughs> It's uh, they 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 do a great gala. They do a fabulous job with everything. Everybody there is very professional. Everybody's going to take very good care of you. I mean, and I've only it, been to Hollywood once. The last time they had me singing some song, skipping through the castle gates at Disneyland, and <laughs> we made a musical and some teacups. So, oh, Lord. Uh, uh, you know what, Trish? I want to hear you sing uh, with that. the drugs you, you are. There needs to be a track. Was, that, that, should be oh that should be your oh intro song. That should be your intro song to your show. It was this mis. But don't forget, people, you Kansas can submit like it right as a future. Thank God. <laughs> Jay sings. See, see, that could be, that, that could be part Jay of my book. book. Jay down and the corner, he believe. sings. And you know, if, if you do win, if, if you do win, you might get to meet the elusive Canadian person. She's very elusive. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, yes. So if you win, you might get to meet her. She's hard to track down. She stays busy all the time. She's I love to give her in trouble because she knows I like it, but she stays busy all the time. Jay, Jay, Jay doesn't sing. He just said he doesn't sing, but I think he can beatbox. I, ain't I, I can't carry <laughs> tune in a, in a bucket, and I've never been a fan of beatbox, but I can break dance. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. I need good drugs I can't for this. sing. I can call a wolf in like nobody's business. And <laughs> a wolf's coming. Who do we? Is that her calling for us again tonight? Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, Virginia. I want to see Jay. Can't do that on do a live that. show. We'll have, to, we'll have to save that for pay-per-view on Roku. Virginia, yes. <laughs> Starting somewhere around the 8th, you can see us on Roku. And uh, we'll have, we'll have, have a, we'll have a uh, I will be DJ your beatboxer. I can do a beatbox, Jay. Oh I will be your God. beatboxer. Can I start I'm having dance offs off. like I wanted to? Oh, like I'm breaks night halfway off sure. through the halfway through the show, be like, oh, everybody's got to dance. Hey, you know, guys, I, I used to dance it. for a living uh, when I was young. I can dance too. I can do a good running man. I supported my family you for three that? years. You just confessed to being a Chippendales dancer. No, I wish that's, that's what it was. I would have no, made more money Joe doing that. Britney Spears. He I'd have made more money doing that. No, I was at the movies the other night, and I saw where the la like magic mic, the last so, dance or something's coming. I I didn't even know that was a thing, but so it, 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 if you can talk to Laura Lee and she'll tell you about the kind. Laura can, Lee will tell you about the dances. No, she'll <laughs> tell you about the can can canano can Reeves. What's his name? What? What's his name? Reeves. What's Keanu his freaking Reeves. name? Keanu Reeves. Keanu From the Matrix. Reeves. Yeah, okay. Ask her about that experience. That's. I heard he has really bad body odor. Yeah, well, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna adjust any of that. I'm just That's gonna all say. I've heard about Keanu. Reeves. I, I met him. I met There's him. It's a disease, though. Everybody. I'm not saying that to be funny. Well, a little bit. Funny. I met him at a private party. And some it's some hills and with you, Joe. It's, it's well, when party you got lots of friends, you get to go to private parties. That's what happens. I want to go to a private party. I don't have any one. friends, Joe. I don't go to parties. So, but this either. this wasn't. I, I wasn't expecting to meet anybody. Everybody, we just all out, you know, doing whatever you do at private parties at two in the morning. It's I don't know uh, what you do. Tell us about it. But, uh, <laughs> I don't. Know. But anyway, what, what, what do we do at private parties? Wait, 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 wait. Joe. Back then, I had all my hair in my head, you know. So it was long. It was down about right here. Well, it was you all still have some hair on your head, and it's still long. So tell us. Yeah, about but it. not not like that. I had way way more then. It was uh, it was like Fabio back then. Ask Laura Lee if you can get it out of her. You'll you'll, you'll find out what happened. I met Fabio. I, I will say this: I met Fabio once at my church. That would be scary. I came to my church. That is. 
now that's got to be came, he came in a, at my church in a cadillac a, a convertible cadillac emily oh my yes. god you should have went like also Elvis met dog the back. bounty hunter at my church he came to my church too oh, dog about something about men, you need to move out of kentucky men. girl <laughs> he this is Kentucky. Well, this That's is West Virginia. West Virginia. But Don oh, and Lord. Fabio both have been at my church. And they were y'all need Y'all need to find out what Emily's list is of people she's met. She's met some impressive people over I the have. I have. Just about the Not Britney Spears, though. But, Joe, maybe I should have you come on my show when I have Jason what, what? Come Look, on. first off, you know, Joe you know it's weird. Britney. It's weird. It's uh, One thing in New Orleans is you'll meet a lot of famous people in new Orleans because they come down here and we don't harass them. So, you That's know, like true. if, if you can get private invites to the dungeon, you'll eat all the rock roots come in town. Even a lot of rock roots there. You can go meet them, hang out with them and, you know, doing whatever they're going to be doing up in there. We're not going to mention that because there might be some young people listening, but, um, so it, it's just, you get to lead it. I remember when, uh, who was it? I think Rod Stewart was in town. Like of all people, cause I didn't oh, like Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart. Oh, I was I like, Rod. I was like, so I was with the girls and they're like, Oh, we got to go. I said, y'all don't go harass that man for an autograph. I said, he's been working all night. He's having a good time walking through bourbon street. Nobody's messing with him. So he made the corner and they went and talked to him. They just were staring at him. Like, so he finally says, which I like an autograph lady. I thought they were going to Peter. So I was like, you know, I, we, I, I got to go to, um, Running Man with uh, Stevie Nicks and uh, Fleet Mac with Fleetwood Mac with Mac Fleetwood. Uh, we used to own a rose company. Well, we, I was a director for Out Roses Out of Cart. We used to deliver roses all over the place at convenience stores and restaurants and stuff. And my wife had a big thing for them. So I said, why don't you take four dozen of the finest roses we have, go down to a radio station while they're there and offer them to Stevie. Sure enough. Well, Stevie wasn't there, but McFleet would let her in and, you know, she gave him all these roses. So they called us later tonight and, and offered us to go with them to the concert. I was like, oh, I thought my wife was going to freaking die right there, man. And uh, so we went and watched Running Man with him, which was the whole time my wife wasn't watching the screen. She just watched Stevie's head. <laughs> It was, it was it was fun, and we went and had dinner with him. It was very, it was an interesting thing. And, uh, real, you know, I have you, a real quick funny story. Maybe I don't know if y'all think it's funny. I think it's funny. But I was up in New York City, Manhattan, Rockefeller Center, and we were hurrying my mom and myself, and we hadn't seen any stars that week or whatever. And it was our last day in New York City, and we're in Rockefeller Center. My mom's like, "We're gonna we're gonna miss the train or whatever we gotta go to." And uh, I was like, okay, let's go, let's go. And I was going around the corner really, really fast. And I go around the corner and bam, I hit this guy. He falls to the ground. I didn't fall. It was Lyle Lovett. Oh, shit. Just not <laughs> his hair. I think his hair hit me before his body did. And and my mom, like, I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. I wasn't even paying attention to who I hit. I was like, I was just shocked that I hit somebody that hard and he fell. And I was helping him up, picking him up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was all like, it's okay, darling. It happens all the time. And then I was like, I looked at him like, you're allowed. I love it. And he's like, yes, I am. And he shook my head. And he hugged me. And he was very nice, polite over the situation. I was a young girl. I was like 17 or something. And he goes on. And my mom's like, out of all the people you could physically run into, Emily, you ran into the ugliest person in Hollywood. <laughs> Oh. And he was you know. married. He was married to um, Julia Roberts at the time when I ran into him, and he was doing something over there at the uh, Today Show. Um, that that office and stuff was right there. I physically ran into him, and my mom. Uh, she made the, the situation made me laugh. 
Yes, but I physically knocked him out. And he, I will tell you this, though. Out of all, he was super gracious. He was not mad. I was nervous. Like, I knew he's famous when I hit him, like, or something. Like, when I was bringing him. I, but it didn't register to me until after I helped him back up. And so I'm like, you're wild. I love it. <laughs> you know, um, Nicholas Cage and uh, what's her name? Um, oh, I can't think of her name now. One that adopted all the kids. She's anyway, one of Angelina her biggest. Jolie. Yeah, Angelina. one of her biggest bitches about living in New Orleans was is no one recognized her. No one ever asked her. She'd go out jogging. I thought she didn't want to be she, recognized. She, she, but she didn't. But she'd go out jogging up and down, you know, St. Charles, real wealthy. And nobody bothered. Nobody said, Cage well, said he'd go have dinner places. People would look at him kind of funny, but nobody would ask him for it. He said, he said, I thought my popularity is fading. He said, living in New Orleans is a little jerky. You know, you don't, you think, wait a minute, man. He said, as soon as I walked in the LA bar, they knocked me down trying to get all the grass. He said, I realized it was just a city. And it's how the city is. We don't mess with, with people like that. We, we want them to come enjoy themselves and we don't want to be yeah. bugging them while they're here. Uh, well, and if they want to say hi, we will. But other than that, real, real quick in my town, the Judds, Billy Ray Cyrus, um, is local to my town and um, uh, Miley Cyrus comes to our town a lot and shops in our local mall. Nobody bothers that her. Fuzzy. There's that a lot of, a lot my, of my actually Billy, Billy, that's because they probably think she's a boy. Cousin, Billy Ray Cyrus dated my cousin Missy, she's passed away, but um, he had an on and off again relationship with. I can't even remember his wife's name. She's local from here too, but he took my cousin Missy to prom and homecoming one year. And I remember going and getting pictures and everything with them and um, very local to Flatwoods, Kentucky, Ashland, Kentucky, the Judds. I'll tell you this, that was here and how Ashley Judd and Winona Judd um, talked about how they were raised is all a lie. They weren't raised that way. Naomi Judd, I waited on her. Really? Yes. I waited on her at our local hospital and she was the meanest person I ever waited on working 13 years. And we had some famous people come through. Um, I I did a show on her like, uh, gosh, back in, when was that Joe? Because I did the Naomi project, which is, you know, the government Mm -hmm. project. And it was right around, it was, like literally the day after she di- died, maybe I don't know. That's not even a year ago, was it? No, it's not even a year ago. Yeah, it was, this was a few also. months ago. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. and then we got Loretta, uh, Loretta Lynn. That's twenty minutes from. Uh, and then we got Mothman. If you want to talk about Mothman, that's forty minutes from Loretta me. <laughs> There's. I've been to Kentucky a few times. Well, a, when I was young, I spent a lot of time in Kentucky. We used to go Kentucky, up. Ohio, West Virginia. There's a, a good very friend of mine. large. Uh, witches retreat in Coven right outside of Louisville. Or yeah, we, we were just Louisville. child labor. Louisville. That's all we Louisville, were. Louisville. Lu- we say Louisville in Kentucky. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. Oh, That's and like what's Missouri, the other Missouri. one? Waverly. Waverly yes. is an hour and 20 minutes for me. My sister tried to take me there. This was like 20 years ago before they, you know, closed it off and stuff. But this was back when people still stuck in and um we she wanted me to go there drunk we had gone to some big club in louisville and and um but we ended up getting lost and ending up at an old courthouse that was actually having what looked like a clan meeting behind these six foot brick walls at like two in the morning well, not even kidding in, in, in downtown louisville. now everybody i need to i need to sign off here and and get back to uh yes before the boss comes to work comes to and be able to get out of here tonight 
It so, was very nice meeting you, you John. Emily. Very nice John, meeting you, Good to trip. see you, Good to see you John. Jay and Joe. Thank you very much for having me no, on No again. problem, boss. Good to see you, John. John you have a go. And give Emily a hug and Sasha. Happy a New hug Year. For yes. yes. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas still. Yeah. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> Merry something anyway. Okay, Y'all great. have a good one, John. I'll okay, talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, he's uh, a. I love them. I love. I, I love. I hate that Emily wasn't on tonight, but they're good people. No, there she's she's setting up for the uh, New Year's Eve party. They're doing two of them. They're doing one that for a New York ball drop, and then one for the LA ball drop. So it's like nine and midnight. So the place is beautiful. They got you know there's a nice big garage attached. It's a nice size <laughs> building too. There's lots of other offices and stuff in there. But the the right of the future suite is fabulous, and the girl who runs it. She, I think she's French. She's a, she's a sweetie pie and a half. And she always takes excellent care when I'm over. Matter of fact, a couple of times when I was there, she stole me away. You want to come have coffee and uh, sit down and chat for a while? And that's how I got to meet the other two ladies. Uh, one of her, one of her, I think it was her dad was one of the sponsors of Writers of the Future, wanted to help out. But uh, they're really nice. And I got to say, they're not what I thought they were going to be when I got over there. And uh, I, I got to be honest. And then last year, I uh, had a lot, a lot of questions coming about Scientology. So I did a lot of research on that then. None of that even comes up at Writers of the Future. It's not even has anything to do with it. They don't talk about it. They don't. They don't inquire about it. They don't offer it to anybody, as far as they're concerned. For the when the first two I went, I didn't even have a clue. I mean, they're just doing their jobs. They're out there taking care of their business, doing their jobs, and making sure everybody's taken care of. Joni is one of. She's like uh, Emily. She's just an unbelievably hard worker. She's uh, she's like does the opening for the um, for the gala, but. She just runs her ass up. She's the one you want to get a letter from. That's the lady you want to get a letter from. Uh -huh, so you know you won. If you get well, you, you, you know if you get a letter from Joni, more than likely it's gonna be a good one. But still, I mean, they do do like runners up, and uh, they do offer advice. If, if you submitted a few times and you got a story that was close to winning, they will send you advice back. And I mean, you're talking about Tim Powers. These are some of the best judges. The guy who wrote the Ender's Games, and I mean, Tim Tim did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, these are some pretty big names, and I they're love, willing to work um, with you. Ender's they game. they stop and work yeah. with Orson you. Orson Scott Card is in there. Um, yeah, Orson Scott Card is in there. Wrote the uh, prequel and sequel books with Brian Herbert. Yeah, so Herbert's son. So a lot of talent. Yeah, there's a lot of talent there, and these people are willing to work with you. They they bring you from finance and through writing, you know, how to do it, how to form stories. I love the 24 hour story thing. It's so freaking hilarious uh, because they give them, they give them a basis what the story is about, whatever they pick it, but they only got 24 hours to come up with a viable story. It is just hilarious to watch these people cram for the story. You know, one of the biggest things that helped me, especially in college, start writing uh, or that improved my writing was one of those journals that has a writing prompt every day. It just has a few words, you know, and then you yeah. take it from there. Um, and I had to do that in a class for an entire semester. And well, well now with the new AI thing, you can cheat. You can do a prompt every day and put a couple words into it every day. And next thing you end up with a damn 25,000 right. word story. No, this was like three words, you know, on a page for every so, day. And you had to write a story from that. So one of the things Jeff showed me a couple of weeks ago was he, he did, he, they did a comic book through with the AI. So, they prompted it so the AI did the text, the balloon, and the comic. You put it all together. Oh, wow. And it, it created each item of the thing based on just what his parameters were. For and I guess story. it could illustrate it too, right? It, it did the illustration. It did everything. It did the whole nine yards. And uh, it was fabulous to watch. 
It takes Hold a person. On, tell me out. What do you mean? Did the whole nine yards? So he wrote this. So so what you do is when you go in, you go into it and you type in parameters, paragraph, a couple of words, whatever you want. You put the parameters of what you want this comic book to be, and then it takes it and does the artwork and the text. That's AI, then, right? It is AI, and it's it's fabulous it's AI. But you know, I had a problem scary? with it. That scares me. Yeah, well, I had a problem That's with it because it's really good. I mean, it's really That's good. Scary. And, we, no? we talked about this kind of stuff when I was in college and I, I've got a background in cinematography and, and video production and you know, everyone was all worried. Oh, you know, in 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, there's not going to be any actors. There won't be voice actors. There won't be physical actors. It'll all be CGI and computerized. Mm. And, you know, that probably that. is going to happen, That's but it's not scary. going to kill the industry. Um, it's not going to be as good. Um, it's, it, at some point, maybe a hundred years from now, full CGI digital movies will be, seamless and photorealistic but right now we're not there but you know the the special effects for me as, as a filmmaker that, that work the best are ones you capture in the camera so right. like star trek the original star trek what do they use for the spaceship they used a 14 foot wooden model with lights in it hold um, on I, hold on that's okay go ahead i'm the sorry the next generation came out 20 years later almost 25 27 years later next generation has this really great looking spaceship for the enterprise the next generation enterprise. What did they use? They used an 11 foot wooden model, but they pasted on top of it CGI effects. So, like all those lights in the this windows you see, that's all CGI. The model itself has no lights in it whatsoever. And so they capture the special effect of the spaceship in space in the camera. And then they move it to essentially Photoshop and digitally enhance it so it looks. Like there's well, I think CGI and AI is different though. Like, it's not. well, it doesn't so, even matter now because the new stuff that they're making discovery and all with is you're in the room, so it's artificial intelligence. I think takes over the mind of a human being or a creator is is how I'm coming well, from. Actually, in this in CGI this case, is emphasizing what the creator is putting out. But in this I case, would, the the creator is creating, and the CIJ is just helping. So right. you still got to have the helps and emphasizes the creator, but AI overtakes the creator. No, no, that's what I'm saying. With the AI, the AI can't think for itself. It can't tell you it's going to write this story. You have to give it the parameters. You have to tell it what to do. Without, without the yeah. parameters, the AI is not. You have to program it. Right. What you want it to do. You, you still, you are still important in this part of the aspect. In AI. the future, though, no, in the future, you know, say 40, 50 years down the road, because essentially computers as some of us know or believe that um if you put a thought out there that's energy so a machine huh? could essentially or another person or whoever could take that everything has already been created we all just take that from everything in our realm of perception and create our make our own creations from it correct so so what if in the future, and they're, they're already running into this in schools and everything with education, you know, kids don't have to write their own. We used to have to write out our papers, our reports in school, you know, with a pencil and you get the damn writers, you know, we had like the calluses on our finger and all that. Kids now, they don't have to, they have spell check, they have thesaurus on that. We didn't, you know, I had to look through a thesaurus because my teacher told me to change every, every noun, every verb, whatever. In the future, if there aren't, if imagination isn't being renewed and recreated by humans, won't AI run out of things to create, essentially? 
if you can't tell I, what I think the program, it can manifest yeah, its own stuff. I'm going to say as demonic. Because if, if kids are just playing video games now, instead of going out and living their lives and technically writing their own story of their life, we're not going to have any more content. It'll be like the young and the restless. It's been playing since I can remember. And my mom's been watching, you know, and those people never age. And it's the same story. And everybody's married everyone and everybody's, you know, but they keep replaying everything over and over um, because there's nothing like there's nothing new, you know, so. It, it, You're muted, Joe. Oh, sorry. If I said I was just agreeing with human, that. I, I, I do find that the human, the imagination of humans, seem to be lacking lately. Yes. Uh, a lot of there's lots and lots of repeats because we but can't see, think of anything. But see, I, I go a little bit deeper with there's conspiracy no, with no new originals. Now you there's know what's going to be interesting though. Before we go, um, the reason why there'll always be human actors around isn't because it's how great the computers would be or anything else because you need that worship. So you need that person that can go stand on the stage mm -hmm. and, and get the millions of people to follow them. AI is great. And you'll, you'll might love that cartoon forever, but something that's going to, that there's going to be a person that you're trying to portray this person. There's no worship value there. You're going to worship what? I think something AI that's not copies. Real. I think AI internalizes. I think AI keeps things. AI copies does a lot it of and things. Mutates. So I, I, worry I think, about it. Yeah. Right now, though, the way AI is designed is only to work for the master. One day, maybe yeah. the master will be working for it. Well, th that's where QAnon comes in. I think all QAnon stuff, this Q stuff, is AI generated. And, and what, this what, goes what, deep what you're saying, a Joe, bit about, the, about the actors, physical actors, um, in recent movies have come to realize this. Uh, Star Trek in the 70s, when it was canceled in 67 uh, or 68. 68. Yeah, thanks. they took over the, the 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 at one point the booming book convention industry. They took it over and turned it into Star Trek convention because it was the business was starting to wane off. And they and they started from '74, I think, was the first one. Um, I saw the third one in DC. Uh, Star Trek conventions brought the actors to the fans of the show. Mm, the show was that. in syndication, and it was the first show that was less than 100 episodes to go to syndication. It was a it was a rarity, and Star Wars saw that they glommed onto that. J.K. Rowling saw that, glommed onto that. Mm -hmm. uh, Matrix. Name a movie that any the, the Marvel com the Marvel Cinema Universe glommed onto you that. You need those human actions. <laughs> you need them. DC Universe. Without that physical interaction between the fans of the movies and the actors who are in it. Uh, AI is not going to take over. It's yeah. not, I, I think AI will eventually mutate or manipulate the human brain. I absolutely disagree. Oh, it'll go far beyond the mu human yeah. brain. I absolutely it's disagree. Smarter yeah. than us. And, it'll, and be a, it'll be a fad. Will, because like because I think the CIA are our three three letter agencies are using AI to to see how we think cognitively. And then oh, absolutely. With, with, especially with QAnon and all this BS with QAnon, it's a cult in itself. I'm not, I don't agree with QAnon. And they're using how we think rationally and cognitively to problem solve, to program an AI. And eventually AI will mutate and, and multiply on all kinds of, we're already seeing mind control stuff on MSN. But we did this as well. MSN. We allowed this. We all allowed your TikTok, it. Yes, your, your your yes. Twitter, your all of that, where people post short But people short, don't know um, films and stuff Attention showing span. them dancing or singing or just being human or cleaning their house or whatever. Who do you think's watching so, that? 
other people, right. yes. So just, but just to freak y'all two out, you well. know one third of everything on TikTok's AI generated, right? It's AI generated, but they're also teaching us you to have a human. attention you're, you're, span less than three. Two minutes. of the most popular three things on TikTok are walking are around are AI generated. What are you talking about, Joe? But right now, right now, you're not <laughs> going to get you're AI, not get an AI that can. You're not going to get an AI that looks like Jay to go stand up on a stage and give that. Well, they interview. even have no, the freaking because portals. they always. Yeah, I was gonna say they always. There's always something off about AI, so it's it's they're oh, never gonna it. be we're able to they have blown up normal looking people every day now. The original, um, but yeah. AI is just not. And reason because the laws were passed by the oh, UN yeah. and the United States, AI I, has uh, to be. Uh, come on, just, narcissists don't abide by laws. No, no, no. It doesn't matter if they do or not. It, it's not up to them. Unfortunately, the way the system works is it's always disconnected from the other system. They're not made to be compatible, and the reason why is we don't want cross jumping. So the Japanese well, do theirs completely different. The Chinese do theirs different. I don't the care about them. Do I care different. about America. Well, it's not. It, you have to have all of them to cross jump for AI to become sentient. Other, if it, if AI is not sentient, it's not worth worrying about. It, it, and sentient, oh God, it's ten thousand years away at least. Um, yeah, at least. It, it's um, it's yeah because of the way we because of the way we do it. I don't. You've I never don't had know, a what would it take to tell you why? Because all the old men in office right now grew up on sci-fi where the AI took over the world and blew it up. They're not willing to do it. It doesn't it's matter who, who who they put up as face value. It's who what works AI behind the scenes. They're the ones that control it, and they're the ones yeah. that made the laws. They made laws. You do know AI is not – certain things about AI can never happen in our country. And no ro robot can be built oh, in well, here I without having Well, I think free speech, censoring free speech would never happen in our country, and we're censoring uh, all it's the not, time. Uh, but the government's not censoring free speech. Yeah, but they are. It the private business it is, or is, is not. essentially no. still happening. I go protest any day Twitter, I want anywhere in the United States. No, you can protest all you want. I'm talking about social media aspects. Social media is, is not the government. The social Those media private is a companies, though. private companies and private companies, just like a company you work files, for. FBI and the CIA what the way, what is all involved like. in all this suspicion. I don't know why CIA would be involved Biden administration. They would be breaking so many laws. You need to go look at the Twitter files. Yeah, and and the guy from the New York Post sued Twitter and sued the U.S. government and won, but the mainstream media won't put it in there. So everybody needs to start suing these people to win. Well, they sue and them all the time. Look up the Twitter files. files. Go, on my, go on my Facebook page. What? Look up Twitter files. But you the only thing I've heard about Twitter corrupt. with the alphabet is the FBI. I don't know why CIA would be involved in it. The it's all the easy to flip out. Uh, they call, they classify now. CIA as other government entity, yeah, and it's the CIA. The NSA is more in control of Facebook than yeah. anything else. Yeah, NSA I is, think, is I think Facebook is CIA. I think Twitter is FBI. CIA is central CIA. intelligence. It's anything outside the United States. They're not allowed yeah. to do anything in the U.S. And well, it's the, not them you got to worry about because – No, it's they, not them. The Secret Service and, well, we know and the, the FBI and the NSA would come down in the CIA like a ton of bricks. They would take it's in the JFK really. files. Anybody read the thousands of yeah, papers is, that came out? I read 450 States. pages of the JFK files that dropped last week. Nobody's talking about it. And the CIA is in there. Even Robert Kennedy Jr. finally, finally, for the first time in decades, posted, now we have confirmation the CIA killed my uncle. Well, then they would have done it. So who read it? Joe, did you read it? it? Hold it was, on, Joe, did you read no, it? Jay, did you read right it? No, okay. So, first I off, I read. I know. I, I know. The foremost expert on on JFK. Was I, I'm not an expert on JFK. I just know okay, what I read. That's what I'm saying. Jim Mars wrote several books. And I read. I read 486 pages that dropped last From week. Who? Nobody's talking about it. Jay, did you read it? 
from who? Who did they no, drop I, from? I, I did you not, see, the, the government, our U.S. government dropped it on no, the website. No, 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 that, you, the government don't work. Who dropped them? The U.S. government released No, the no, that's not how it works. FOIA doesn't work like that. Okay, so we, hold on. Look, I'm we gonna, do a lot on, of requests let me pull up, let for information. That's one of the things right we do a lot of. had to drop that file. But the, yeah, the they did. So, so I reported on it was the day that I wore the Marilyn Monroe shirt with the the mask over, you know. <laughs> um, and I, I reported on, on the page. the CIA.gov website yes. um, on the JFK files like a month ago. Yes, but that doesn't mean anything. If it doesn't come from no. FOIA, it's not real. If it comes from any no, agency other than FOIA. You're getting faked information. Only FOIA can release oh, any information. Freedom of Information in the Act. This yeah. is all a whole organization. There's a whole group that just does this. We, we look right now. Currently, we yeah, have it was probably part of the five or six thousand requests in the FOIA right now. And, yeah. and John Greenwald probably has more than that in. I mean, we're we're actively getting stuff from the government all the time. And if something good from JFK would have came through FOIA, it would have went to my portal or it would have went to John's portal. John's the biggest well, FOIA guy in the entire country. I mean, this is what the guy used to do for a living. Now he does television for a living, but this is what he used to do for him. He's also the youngest guy. He started at 15 requesting documents. He's very well known. John Greenwald Jr. Yeah, I've out. requested 50 million documents myself. Yeah, they so just the thing is, is, I read FOIA, 480 pages. But if they come from pages, any other than FOIA, then they're not real. There's something yeah, else. They, they, could, they could be disinformation. Yeah, the, so you got to be careful. The, actual, the, actual so you, the CIA is telling on the CIA. No. The CIA ain't telling on nobody. <laughs> CIA never. CIA don't say nothing in the United States. They can't. They're not allowed. Trish, to. what do you know about this? Do you, the actual, you know the actual files. I think you get. I don't know anything. I'll get in trouble. CIA. I'll be shadow banned in my life again. <laughs> the actual files. I, I know. The actual JFK files that have the answers as to who killed JFK will not be made available until the 2016. CIA, it was Nixon, it was Bush, it was all of them. No, and, 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 I hate on Nixon. All, all he did was go to the moon and shit. Fuck, go to, they'll show I mean, Nixon didn't go to the moon. No, no, just when I said it, I was like, not the moon. He did the first Chinese, he did the first Russian American space meeting in space. The, the main culprit in the JFK assassination is Lyndon Baines Johnson. He's the guy who rerouted the 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 uh, the parade route. JFK wanted to go past Dealey Plaza straight to the trademark, but uh, Lyndon Johnson changed the route to go through Dealey Plaza, where it had to make that that's five mile an hour turn in front of the assassins. And then the the NSA and the Secret Service saw that and they said change it back. So he changed it back. And then while uh, JFK was en route in the air in Air Force One, like two hours before he landed at JFK at uh, Dallas Airport. Johnson changed it back to that route through Dealey Plaza with the five mile an hour turn where he was shot. And you know, to death. you know, it's really sad That's about the main all this. guy you're looking for who killed JFK. But you know, it's oh, really sad about Johnson. all of this. This is Kennedy's himself's fault. This is why he's dead because he was ignorant. He was told, yeah. do not go in a convertible, go in a bulletproof car. He was told over and over yeah. and over. over Even and the over media again. was telling him, don't go driving through Texas in a red state. Because he was unbelievably liberal. They said, don't do it. Don't go without Bulletproof. He thought his ego was too big, and that's he was, what got him he killed. He was very unpopular in that, especially in and Dallas. Why, why you would go riding through there without Bulletproof was beyond me. That was just suicidal, and he got exactly what he was looking for. He should have never done it. He'd still be alive today. If he had listened to what his Secret Service told him, he'd still be alive. And the, and the car he was in actually has a hard top convertible that they could have yeah, put on there that was Bulletproofed. Yeah. He just had it taken off so he could ride. He wanted to be where his people could worship him. That was yeah. a narcissist that him got him killed. That's why he's dead. 
I have and his brother's dead for the I'm, same I'm telling reason. You right now, everybody, as I speak, I'm going to find this because I posted this on the B system, which is another podcast I have, the BS, mm-hmm. and, and it's all political. And I dropped the link and everything. I said, if anybody wants to read the JFK files this weekend, go ahead. This dropped. But you need to verify where they came from. It came from the government website, the CIA or the FBI. They they don't do it that way. It it all goes through the same place. When they drop files, they put them out. They have all of those. You can look up the entire any project from the the declassification act now here's archives.gov archives.gov even go these were dropped 12 15 2022 tons of articles you're going through somewhere where the files haven't been verified that's why you always go yeah these are verified this is no they haven't gone through FOIA they haven't been verified if if you're reading something that the NSA regarding disclosure of information of certain records relating to the assassination but if you're going through any agency other than that one you're reading disinformation well this is the first one that came up I don't believe because they're gonna that's the whole point of being NSA or CIA or FBI is disinformation that's what they do for a living so all of these I mean that's what they do around the world operations from the 1940s Operation Paperclip all this stuff is BS Garrett would know the most of what Operation Paperclip was not BS. Op- o- Operation B has, how about Operation Northwoods? Is that BS? Oh, because that was released in the same site that I've read JFK. Yeah, but it was, also, it was also going to the FOIA site. Let me look up Operation Northwoods here on our archives.cov. So, so, so um, any, anything that goes clip. through FOIA and is re-released, it's fine. But you still need to see that stamp on it. If you don't see that stamp on it, you got a question. Here's Operation Paperclip here on archives.gov. So I guess that's all BS. If it's if it doesn't have a stamp on it, then it's been changed. If there's a stamp on it. If it's got the FOIA stamp, it's not BS. If it don't have the FOIA stamp, it's BS. It has the FOIA. So here, let me go in here. Paper, uh, here's, so, here's JFK, PF uh, file, the first file. Has a, has let let a, me ask you something. I got a question for you. Here, do you know how many, how many classified items there is for JFK? I do. You know how many pieces they of paper is classified for, for JFK? Here we go. I'm sharing my screen. Tell me if this is fake. So, so you're not answering the question. Do you know how No, many I'm not going to answer the paper? question until you share my screen and you tell me if this is fake. You can share the screen. You're in the room. I am. With me. You just got to you gotta give it permission. Oh, wait. It won't let you. I thought screen. it would let you. Oh, oh yeah, no. You came in by the link. Never mind. I forgot. I thought I thought you came in. This is FOIA oh, review. Let me, let me, on June let me do of it like this so everybody can see it. There y'all go, guys. Here we go. FOIA stamp review 1975 this is one of the articles. I went through 480 pages of this stuff, everybody. Nobody else has read okay. it. It's missing It's missing three things that are crucial right off the bat. Okay, tell me about it. Let okay. me write it down. So you see where it says secret up there? It was a president. Uh-huh. It wouldn't have been secret. It's not how it would have been classified. It would this have been was classified. Secret. This was now, secret listen, listen and you'll learn something. Listen, you'll learn something. something. Because I have my clearances and all secret information goes this way. It, it just It's the way it goes to the government. It's the same thing Hillary used okay. and got Let's in trouble for it. So, so there's going to be there's going to be a C-stamp on there right off the bat. And then there's going to be your eyes only or above top secret, especially in this year. If it was more modern, it would be on there. Yeah, but it would say top secret or above top secret. Anything for the president is not going to be secret. That's, that means any idiot with any this, classified who's security Who's saying this is for the president? Who's saying this is for the president? Well, because Jeff this Kennedy is, was president. Well, this is not for the president if he's dead. Yes, it is. It's still talking about what happened to him. So it still would be above top secret. Well, this it, happened in November. It was microfilmed November yes. 27, 1967. So when you see the date right here, the November 27, 1967 tells you June, right there. June 1967 there's two, there's when two, it was processed for the FOIA. So 
first off, the, the file paper used isn't the way it should be. Okay, the header up here so at the top. Were you, to alive, were you alive during the 60s to see Yeah, this? I was alive during the 60s. Yeah. Are you serious? And I got a top 10 security clearance. I can tell you exactly so how this So are you a Q works. clearance then? Is that what you're no, saying? Are you no, QAnon? I, I got very, very I got QAnon uh -huh. shit. My, my security <laughs> clearance is, is, is my security clearance need to know for anybody who needs to know, really. So because of where I worked at, I had to have an unbelievably high security. Clearance. And it's so high that still today, and you can look at it for yourself, the so FBI does is, a background check is, every four years. If this is years. bullshit, if this is bullshit, why did we got Bill? How about Crossfire? Did, did look, people look, just go in here so and, I'm gonna help and you out. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you okay. out with the top bar up here. Okay. There's certain things you're going to see on a classified document. Okay. First off, none of this is, this, this isn't, see over here, it says unclassified. And up in here, you don't see any of the things that should be in here. Okay, there should be a top secret mark in there. Then there should Hold be a on, number. Let's scroll down a little bit. Then there should be a number of what the classification actually is. Secret don't mean anything. Secret it's not just, classified. Just it's there. secret. It's not yes. classified. We shouldn't and if have it was a, a president, secret. As a federal court reporter, and I've done a lot of this stuff, but this is modern day. This is in the 2000s. So I, obviously I'm not alive during this time. But as modern day court reporter, this, me looking at this, is authentic well even even in modern day you wouldn't see this in a secret thing okay okay you have, uh, you have you, about, did you did you watch when hillary shit came out that when they were showing on. the files i want to hear what trish says real yeah. quick what about the actual okay if you go to cia.gov resources right at the bottom of the page there's the Freedom of Information Act. Click on that. Right, cool, yeah. You can search under that for any anything that they've actually released. It says the FOIA has got the FOIA badge at the top of the you page. CIA.gov. I'm looking it up real quick. Go ahead. What was backslash FOIA? Yeah, or? I guess I could share my. Yeah, actually, okay, let me this, what you're looking at right here, isn't even unclassified. It's still classified. No, it's unclassified. This is a real document. It, it was well, it would be stamped as unclassified. There'd be week. a big stamp going across the whole document saying Here, I'll put the I'll put the link in the uh so if you go hold on. I'm gonna unshare my screen if you want to share your screen, Trish. Wait, wait, what happened? Oh, okay. We were on this. big face there again. Y'all can't do big face like that. That's scary. <laughs> oh shoot. I post that to all of them. Um CIA.gov slash resources at yes, the bottom yes. of the page. There's the Freedom of Information Act. You click on that. Oh, I guess I could. Sorry, I could share. Mine. Yeah, a.gov backslash resource. Okay, clicking on it. Go to the bottom of the In page. Search. There's uh, resources, FOIA researches, or mm -hmm. resources, sorry. J Jesse James says, what does it matter? He's dead. We're never going to put anybody away for it. Um, and then you know, it doesn't matter. You got a point. It's past the um, statute of limitations anyway. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, the guy who scored the headshot's dead anyway. So. Yeah, he's dead. The so you who can did search it dead. under that for anything you you want. You know, whatever you're researching. If you if you type in JFK assassination, there's like thousands of results that come up but um you can go to like the mafia and cia linked and jfk murder there's uh oh my yeah, god that's who, they always, that's who they always thought killed him anyway it was carlos Marcello's people 
I believe that's why they brought Garrett in the first place. It was a combination of the CIA, FBI. I believe Bush was involved in it. Bush was not involved. Well, I believe believe Bush didn't physically do anything, but I believe there's discussions. Bush wasn't his family wasn't even anybody at that time. Yeah, he was the head of the CIA. Not not then. Yeah, he was. No, he not then. He wasn't. I have it on my website. He was. He he was just. He took over. George H. W. Bush. Was head of CIA wait, during this first time. off, he was only head of the CIA for one year. That's all he yes. was head of the CIA for, and it was, was closer to the time. It, it was closer to the time when he ran for uh, when he became what's his name's vice president. So it wasn't wait. that far back. It, it, he wasn't he wasn't around for that. He wasn't. I mean, he was only what he died when he was eighty. Yeah, that that makes him like twenty at the time. That's that's just not going to work. Uh, the time frame is just not going to work. For the he was director of CIA for 355 days from 1976 to 1977. Yeah. Days? yeah, it was one year, barely a year. Hold That's on, it. And he wasn't any, anybody important. He was he was basically sitting the seat for the next guy. Oh, and that's Lord, that's that is what 14, 13 years after JFK's death. Man, so I want to interview David. I think, I think he was a house then, uh, that. Ask him my ask him his his view of this. <laughs> like I said, look, Jim Mars is is recognized not, not by, just I'm by talking us. about Prescott Bush. His father. I'm sorry. If, if, I said really, hey, you want to know Bush. if you really want to know about JFK, you need to go read the Centennial. Jim Mars would Jim Mars had his life threatened several times because of what he knew and how he knew it. And then through, I'll just say this through the JFK files, everybody go read them. Please go read them out of 480 yeah, pages. The guy, the guy, hold on. It's not this. I don't think all of it's disinformation, but the I guy, that, that, the who, was the bar guy who was the bar guy that, that shot uh, uh, Harvey, Lee Harvey. Who was it? What was his name? Rudy. Um, what was, no, I was going to say Rudy Juliana. <laughs> I was going to say John Gotti. Uh, my brain went to my oh, brain went Lord, to that, that would be that would be mob related. Jack yes, that would Ruby. definitely be mob Jack related. Jack Ruby, yeah. Jack Ruby was mob related. He, he was, he was related out. to the Gotti mob. So he's related to the mob. He is Jay. Very in, very in, very low level. Yeah, he is very low level. But if you read these documents that I read, the guy, the psychiatrist that deemed him being psychotic. And had a had to get him off off for killing Lee Harvey and going crazy. Actually worked for the CIA. His license, everything is in, in these docu- documents. And he was also a psychiatrist that worked for MK Ultra. That was out of all of it. To be honest, that was the biggest thing that I read in my personal. I, I got to tell I, you, MK Ultra was the biggest disappointment for me and in, in ever in history. I don't think so. It, it, it was it, it it was just the biggest disappointment for me. That was. I think now, we still deal with the MK Green, Ultra Green Lantern. Green Lantern wasn't. Uh, uh, see, I learned something early on when I started in doing Mockingbird. This research. If if you know a name too well, it's disinformation. Because the CIA, the NSA, the FBI I didn't don't know make about mistakes. MK Ultra until no, two years you, you, ago they're, with they're, my great awakening. Not, the MK Ultra has been out for a long time, and every I time you read about it. it, it changes. It changes into something else. Anytime that happens, that's a lie. That's disinformation. It started out with the, in the 50s and 60s with, with yeah, acid. Yeah, that's when it started. The MK Ultra started in the 50s. It was, it was post World War. I didn't know anything about MK Ultra. Operation Paperclip multiplied. It mutated. Here in Operation Maryland. Paperclip didn't it mutate till to MK Ultra J? No. 
Okay, tell me about this then. No, but uh, MK Ultra started in the 1950s in Maryland at Fort Meade when they discovered when what's that that, that doctor discovered uh, LSD LSD lysergic right. acid diethylamide synthesis 25, and he hallucinated on it. So the government got ahead of that and they injected uh, willing soldiers in Fort Meade and shot them with a, a dose of this stuff and then tested them and they kept doing that through the 60s and 70s and it just it morphed and morphed from there. Yeah, they tried in Vietnam so a couple of times. I have, and I don't think anybody's ever talked about this. I talked about it on um, outer the outer realm, but um, the I never knew anything about MK Ultra. I never studied it. I didn't know anything about Operation Paperclip. None of that. I didn't know anything about. I just wasn't aware of any of that. Mm. When I lived in Manhattan, Kansas, MK is is the abbreviation for that. The little oh, apple, wow. right? I was caring when when all of these things started happening to me and literally everybody in that town, I was carrying a, a Michael Kors purse. And I'm like, why is MK so important? And then I bought a whole case. Well, I didn't buy them. They were shipped to me of paper clips. Okay. And I'm like, what do paper clips have to do with MK that I keep seeing everywhere? And I'm like, it's not Manhattan because it had the giant M, like MK letters on this mountain there. And the big red one, you know, is in Manhattan, Kansas. Then I learn like Wamiga, which is like 20 miles away. One of the largest underground like bunkers of LSD manufacturers in the world in the world was busted um i don't know like 20 years ago or something maybe um not even that probably 15 years ago right by where i lived and here's all these people like all these things happening the, and, the, and and here i am i felt completely dumb when i was like mk oh, well wait trish I, I got something that's gonna blow your mind on that as LSD. well <laughs> I just want to say this real quickly because I'm a big World War II researcher. That's what my started favorites. my Great Awakening. So here's the CIA. I, I shared the screen. If you take Wikipedia, oh, I wait, can it didn't go up. You, Hold on. I can show yeah. you other aspects, but MK Ultra technically started in 1953 and halted in 1973. So they say. I think it's still going on. MK Ultra, which we're seeing that in Britney Spears, we're seeing that and Kanye West, we're seeing that in the Kardashians, we're seeing a lot of, and it deals with electroshocks, hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation, verbal and sexual abuse, things like that. But it started in the 1950s and that was post-World War II. But That's it didn't said, come, yeah. It, yeah, it didn't come, I said 1950s, what I said, but it was early 1950s and then it supposedly halted in 1973, which I still think it goes on today. Mm -hmm. No, it still goes on to this day. I, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I had no idea. Even after being shocked and everything else in Manhattan, Kansas, numerous times, well, it, it, I even went wait, and got wait, my wait, hypnotherapy this, certification. I, I think I was MK Ultra too in a little bit. And I'll tell you, if we want to talk about that, we've gone way over tonight. If we yeah, we got we got to wrap up well, pretty soon, but we'll do we'll do a whole we'll set up a whole show. Let me just quickly let me just quickly blow Trisha's mind real quick. So you 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 talked about um, Manhattan paper clips and, and MK Operation and being electrocuted. <laughs> Well, we don't even talk about the electrocution, but Operation Paperclip was a project that started at the end of World War II with the CIA and uh, other German. three letter agencies uh, grabbing up all the German scientists. 
Right. Most of these German scientists were war criminals, like Dr. Werner von Braun, who was part of the final solution. He was the guy that made the uh, cyanide but death rooms. In we were war criminals. Okay. So they brought these guys over under Operation Paperclip and quashed their war crimes and brought them in as U.S. citizens. And some of them actually went to work on the Manhattan Project. Right. And built, built bombs. So uh, that's pretty strange. And then Warner Von Braun is the architect of our uh, space program, which was really the V2 space program that we stole from Germany and returned into the Saturn project. So it, it goes way, way the back. Not, it, NASA's Nazis. <laughs> pretty they much. NASA's Nazis. That's what they were. Basically, yeah. It's not, <laughs> you know, you can NASA, still do interviews with his, uh, from his assistant still alive. Hardcore Nazis. Warner Von Braun was a hardcore Nazi. He was in the inner circle with Hitler. He was a trusted inner circle member and he did some, I mean, they, they quashed his record. You probably won't find any of these records anymore, but some of the stuff that he did when he was working with the, the Nazis uh, would turn your skin ring, uh, orange. He would it, it just... The, but you know, you know, America worked with the Nazis. Prescott Bush financed Auschwitz along with the Royals and then Henry Ford built the engines for the Nazi uh, military. I don't so know how to really yeah, Rolls no. Royce did. I don't, know. I don't even know why they would have no, won. Uh, Henry Ford they also bought and paid for, for like like Jay said, many of those scientists. So all this war so. we're seeing between Ukraine and stuff, this is all money laundering for the government people. Only people that that are successful after pandemics, because this is uh, after 100 years, Look, 1920, I got a question for you. And more, they become war. from millionaires, they become billionaires, and then all these poor people become poorer. <laughs> middle, so what, I'm not saying poor, I'm saying middle class becomes poorer, poor becomes even more poor. All of this war, war crime, war games, and all this stuff only benefits the elites. But that's really all, that's all part of the matrix, that. too. All it does in the United States is make people richer. Even the middle class. Not the United nature. States. Yeah, well, because we're the building thing. the we've weapons. We've got oligarchs in the look, United look, States. Just to put this into perspective, we, we've been doing after, uh, uh, the Ukraine. Now we got a $900 billion bill to go out and build more weapons. And who's going to build them? The middle class is going to build them. That That's how America works. That's how we keep our citizens at I'm work. Surprised they the wouldn't, I'm surprised they wouldn't allow the, the prisoners in the United States to no. build them. Why? They, they, no, you're not going to let prisoners around For this kind of labor. equipment. You need people. No, it doesn't cheap. Well, that's why matter. they keep. That's why they keep marijuana people in jail a lot longer because they're nonviolent. Criminals. Well, that depends what state you're in. A lot of states don't put them in jail at all. They keep Most them in because it's in a booming business. The 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 the, the, the incarceration business a money is not business, just the people right. we hold in jail. I mean, you, you and I, all four of us, we pay you know in taxes. Well, I want to know. I want to know why our weapon, our weaponry, but it, that's not. All. That's not the whole business. The whole business is the uniforms, the laundering, the, the sheets, the food service. All of that is private industry. We, we've always used war to, to prop up our private industry. We've always done that. And we're well, not going to stop I, that I think the too. elites do it because all of our weaponry, and I said this a week or two weeks ago, I don't I don't remember. Look this up. I don't know, if Joe or Jay, if you looked this up yet. Look it up. All of our weaponry that we sent to Ukraine is showing up in the Congo. Look that um, up. Nobody knows what's going on in the Congo right now. It's a major war also, in the Congo. Like, here's how my life works. A few weeks ago, there was there was a trucking company. I believe it's like Palmer Trucking Company. Or, anyways, they crashed. Like, literally went off the road. And I had had a dream the night before about it that somebody oh, intentionally made it wreck. Trucking crash. 
to steal the cargo on it because it literally like perfectly went between uh an off-ramp and a bridge so it didn't like the the driver wasn't injured or anything and i'm like that's odd that because i was driving to work and i saw that and, I, and it happened at like four or five in the morning so it was still dark so somebody could have stolen the cargo before anyone was there to um you know before the police showed up or whatever and then i find out that that company um started manufacturing um ammunition for russia um in uh, i believe south carolina uh last yeah. year yeah all that's been cut off though uh uncle biden well, cut off uncle, like, uncle biden like got crazy ago that that truck came through and and yeah, apparently but it ain't going it ain't going to russia well, it's going, it's going listen we're else. being blackmailed no, by russia they're, that's they're what i'm saying it's well, going to the what, midwest what, what the midwest was, still has contracts that haven't uh, been carried out yeah what, what happened is though is the people lost their mind and decided that uh they don't want us giving anything to russia or china anymore so we had to cut off all, all of our matter of fact, you, we cut them off from the microchips. Both uh, countries, I'll turn my camera off. we cut off from the microchips. My, so what I did, microchips. He doesn't have a shirt. I'm going to turn the camera <laughs> okay. off. I'm going to ask him a question. Trish, okay. Okay. listen to this. Okay, come here, Jet. Did I tell you about a dream I had about a truck, a semi-truck wrecking no. today? No. Remember, I said that I, I, it, it was in front of us and it was just over, yeah, and I feel bent over than you woke up. Like, yeah, sitting up saying, "Please don't." My remember? kids never listened to me anyway, so they wouldn't know what I told them or not. Do you remember? I remember now. Yeah, I'm too tired. I, I won't go to sleep. Well, go. You can go. I know you can go to sleep, but I told you about a dream I had about what, a truck um, trucking company, right? Or no? Mm -hmm. You want me to turn Why? the camera on? No. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I threatened the poor kid. See, there were those, there were part of those projects from okay. the 80s that they said th there were parts of those contracts that still had not been carried out. And they were due to be carried out in the future over Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma. More. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. Since I live in this area, I can tell you 100% over the last year, there's been all kinds of crazy. I mean, oh, look, we've been talking about crazy. We, we see, we see, because I live in the middle of, 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 I hate to say it, but there's several big bases mm -hmm. around here. I mean, several big bases. And we see all the time train loads of tanks being moved, train loads of cars being moved, stuff coming back from overseas, stuff being sent overseas, stuff being sent all over the place. Because the United States is kind of, you know, people forget the United States is a big arms dealer. So we send shit everywhere. Oh, yeah. But we did we did officially cut Russia and China off. Matter of fact, we've cut Russia off from a lot of things in China, too. We, we're to the point with them, too, that we're, we're disgusted. But the only reason they cut them off is because of us. We started threatening not to vote for this one or that one, so they cut them off. That's, that's the whole reason Biden did it. Because when it leaked out about how much we were still supplying China with, with military chips, the country flipped out, including the liberals. They were like, well, wait a minute now. You can't be giving China and Russia trips to build weapons and go use them against other people. So still, the people still have power. People forget that. The people still have power. We still control the purse of the United States when we want to. Uh, but it's rare nowadays. They keep it so polarized that it's rare the two sides will get together and agree on anything anymore. But it does still But I'm happen. saying there's still all these, like, even oh, yeah. be in my so, there's there's an entire little Russia community, right? You know, here in Kansas, yeah. like. So are we anti-Russia? 
Yeah, we anti-Russia. We we've been anti-Russia. That's part of programming. We've been anti-Russia. No, we weren't anti-Russia. Politics to be anti-anything. We we weren't anti-Russia until until Trump got in office. I mean, it was. But I do know. Back to the Cold War stuff. I think we were. No, we weren't. We weren't anti-Russia at all. We were giving them all kind of stuff. We were giving them. It doesn't matter about giving them or anything. That's politics. We're we're being blackmailed by Ukraine. We we were giving them all kind of stuff, and then. The war started with the Ukraine, and American people got pissed off, so we had to quit Well, he them warned stuff. them for over a decade, do not come close. NATO, do not come close to my borders. He warned and warned and warned. I think it's still a, a, an entire, like, bully-type scenario so where he what's didn't really get going on here is, is NATO. And then he didn't apply for NATO. Rado, yeah, he doesn't want to be yeah, NATO. Yeah, no, Ukraine definitely applied to NATO. No, no. He, oh, NATO yeah. turned Years him ago, down. No, yeah. NATO turned well, him down. That's a long time ago. And he's, it, it doesn't matter. Long. He has been bitter about that every time he spoke about NATO it. NATO turning see. down, and the EU still hasn't approved him yes. either. And uh, so no, you no see one wants emotional... to get a nuke lobbed on their head. That's what the problem is. Russia's yeah. military may suck, but they still have 5,000 nukes, and nobody wants one lobbed and on their head. And he has brought that up since he in like almost every public speech so, and, he gave, and that's what it comes down to are Americans willing to die for Ukrainians and we're not we're not willing to die over Ukrainians we might be willing to die over we're UK we're not willing but, to die for each other so no, when it comes to dropping <laughs> nukes we are you, that's one oh, thing well, about the maybe, United yeah. States that you will see like 9-11 I mean, the country polarized we got the A's off I don't know. Nazi, I, Nazi uh, platoon over there that nobody knows who actually founded that uh, that military unit who well, is I the say. richest person in the world that also also it's on my website i'll tell it tell you whose name is but also formed burisma who sat who sat on the board of burisma hunter biden like this all comes together mm -hmm. ukraine ukraine i love the people of ukraine yeah, they are wonderful people are but the politics awful. this is a cesspool of the elite it, and it, it's always been trial runs over there since 2014 when the usa it interfered with their election and then we got we got Zelensky that threw his opponents in jail um, he's getting rid of the christian church over there he he banned the major one christian church over there that had the quit most doing members. that because we'll cut him off from money then oh no they're not they we just gave him i think Look, let me I tell honestly, you what let me tell you what if he bans christianity in the uk i mean in, in the ukraine, ukraine then republicans will cut him off because most of them no. are catholic so they're not going to put up with behavior like that because they still they believe did. in god and they still catholic but I think, well they I just think took power this week so we'll find out i think personally us as the united states is under invasion from ukraine i think we've been blackmailed so much we've had a ukrainian president come into the people's house to demand money and then lift their own lift his flag under the stimulus bill or what not stimulus bill. Look, hold on, Trump listen, predicted hold on. all of this. Trump predicted yeah, he did. Pre Trump right saw, it would never happen under Trump. But That's here right, here's something it? in this omnibus bill they posted out because I, I looked through the financial part of it. I have a bachelor's degree in, in finance and uh, uh, accounting. I looked through the financial things in this omnibus bill, eight point four bill or million dollars to build a Ukraine park in D.C. Yeah, we do shit like that all the time. That that's no, nothing. we don't. Not in D.C. Yeah, and and our, our wh whoever's in Congress right now, 98% of them, it's corrupt on both ends. And, and they're selling our country out. And honestly, I believe our country is under invasion 
and nobody's doing anything about it. They ain't under invasion from the Ukraine. Maybe China, but not the Ukraine. I think this yeah, is a different war that we're not we're, we 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 don't know. No, we we were fighting it, and then we kicked the person out who was winning it. When he made China Let me behave tell you, himself, I'm so he made mad Russia behave They himself. allowed Zelensky to come in in a sweatshirt to stand in the people's house with a freaking flag and demand money from us. Well, that but the problem now is anything. the problem with Zelensky now is is there's more and more people like me that don't trust him anymore than they trust Putin. I never liked Zelensky from the first place. Ever since when Biden went over there and said, get rid of that guy, I won't give you this $1 billion. Right then and there, I knew this guy was corrupt. He was a bought, he was a bought and paid for Saki for the United States, well, just like they, most of the leaders in the world. The, not the biolabs. Well, Wait, well it, I mean, none of her? our biolabs before Ukraine deleted them all. Are you, who, me? Uh, somebody was breaking up, but I don't uh, know if it was my nine area. Of the, oh, nine um, biolabs before Ukraine shut the embassy or U United States shut our embassy down. I have them on my website, nine. But who I want to talk about is Ihor Klamoski, which is Jewish. He's the owner of Private Bank. He's one of the richest men in the world. He's top 20 richest people. He, his controlling in interest is Burisma. Hunter Biden was placed on Burisma board in 2014. <laughs> Top prosecutor of the time, Victor Shokin, was investigating Brisbane. Joe Biden in 2016 bragged that he bribed Ukraine to fire yep, Victor. It's actually they completely did. illegal. So hold on. Fast, fast forward. They did it. He helped and volunteered the battalions, including the neo-Nazi Azov Battalion, which is who Zelensky, Zelensky and the, their logos. Look that stuff up. It started. It was an Israeli-Ukrainian unit was overtaken by Ahur Klamoski, turned into a Nazi regime. Klamoski stole billions of dollars from Ukrainian banks and was banned from entering the United States under Trump administration. So then also with Klamoski is that he owned the, the, um, oh, hold on. I have it here. Currently he owned the, the entertainment business that Zelensky or Zelensky was part of when he was part of the um the what was a servant of the people starting the show servant of the people this was a show that was three years as Zelensky played the role of the president of ukraine who was owned by ahor klamoski see see i noticed nobody follows the money follow the money there's no need to follow the money because that's the short game all the no, money is just a short game. All the, who the connections are. No, there's lots of connections. They're all interconnected to each other. There's lots and lots of, but that's still the short game. Because money's not money. Game. Yeah, but it's a short game. Money's limited here in the United States and around the world. It's going away. Within a hundred years, we won't have no. a monetary well, system. We, we like know. This. We we know that Saddam Hussein was getting rid of the U.S. dollar. We know that Gaddafi was getting rid of the U.S. dollar. We know that Putin's getting rid of the U.S. dollar. And what did the, our mainstream media do to these people? They absolutely murdered them to make them think that they were absolutely terrible. I, I don't know all the details with Gaddafi, but I'll, I'll tell you this. With Saddam Hussein, it, he was not the person that was portrayed on, on mainstream media. And now we it learn. Was. We're the one that put him in power. We're the ones that owned him. Well, we, we now, him now we know seeing the Trump stuff that's going on with Trump. He wasn't the person that was portrayed. So is Putin the person that's portrayed or is he the good Putin guy? Putin is exactly the person that's being portrayed. I don't Putin, think so. Putin is an evil bastard. Even his daughter so. don't want to be around him. 
His his niece is mm. all ran left the country. But I'm saying I think he's an evil bad. It, it's and it, his country though he's well loved in his country, but still in our country he's a democracy an evil too. Bastard. But Man, I think it was the democracy. total villain type thing that happened with him. That's what I'm saying because it was in 2014 that he said that the West had become morally bankrupt yes. and they then we became yes. a but godless he lost nation all credibility. All he lost all credibility when he changed the law. After he was president for two terms to change it, not only did he change it to get more terms, but he made it two years longer. After that, he he lost credibility with everybody. The whole freaking planet just looked at him like, "Dude, you're a dictator." We don't. We're going to deal from now on. We're going to treat still gets you. The majority like a everyone with power becomes what they hate. Correct? Everyone. Not everybody. Not everybody. Man, a- absolute not power corrupts absolutely, but there are some exceptions to the rule. There are some people even that can Hitler stand was Putin to be a, a spiritual person Regime. and a good person no, well, before until he Putin wasn't. Have long left I almost think that oh no, I would need alcohol to say this. Putin's I almost want to think and read back, go back, and maybe Hitler <laughs> was the perfect Manchurian candidate. I almost think Hitler might be good in some ways. No, he I, was I, a, I am Hitler, not anti-Jew. Hitler, Hitler, Hitler is a douchebag from Hitler the beginning. Was, Hitler was, Hitler was a genius in the fact. Hitler was a genius the fact that the subway system he invented was the best one ever in the country. He invented the Volkswagen. His people invented Volkswagen. He did the Audubon for his people. He was a freaking fantastic leader. But for the rest of the world, I think he was an Hitler evil, was, no good bastard. He was the Manchurian candidate. Be, no. Well, he, I think he was the Manchurian. Know anything about him? He's not. He is not the Manchurian. He, he, he was a narcissist, egomaniac, is what right. He was. I think in order Paul to get power, aside, in order to I get power, he, he actually intimidated and/or killed several of his opponents in the race for chancellor. Zelensky put his opponents away in jail. Zelensky's and, a dictator, too. That's why yeah. I said I'm not personally the United States. I think United States it should has be involved to do with in what's in a name and history repeating itself. History, history, repeat history itself. does repeat itself, Trish. But Absolutely. Vlad no one, no one knows why we went to war in Desert Storm. Well, Vlad the Impaler is a descendant with Charles, the king. Yep. So, but still, does anybody know why we went to war in Desert Storm? It wasn't because of 911. That hadn't happened. It yet. was because of Gilgamesh. Nimrod's you know body. You know why we went to war in 911. <laughs> Saddam Hussein had something we wanted. That we yeah, couldn't get our they, hands had, on. they had Gilgamesh. They had Nimrod's body to get the DNA to clone. Uh, they it, they had, battle, they had a, a means battle. to leave the planet is what they had. It's well no, documented, too. It's they, well there's documented. There's a firmament. It's documented too. There's a firmament. The, the NASA has plenty of documentations that we're on a flat linear plane. I don't know if I believe in flat Earth or not. No, but well, they, there's they had. It doesn't matter what what type of Earth we were on. I tell you, this a is way a spiritual battle. Earth, not they to travel in space, but Nimrod's to Earth. tomb, they, which was Baal, the Tower of Babel. They discovered his tomb. The Euphrates River started drying up. They found it, which AKA is called Gilgamesh. They found his tomb. Gilgamesh supposedly was so perfect, even his beard was still intact. And we have a FOIA request in our government under Hillary Clinton requesting the whereabouts of Gilgamesh and the possible burials of the Nephilim. Then it was responded in 2016 from her request, but it was never released. So I think that these people it was never know released exactly. to them. And you know why? Because the Germans had all of that. Well, the Germans German. sent out people. The Germans sent out Hitler was crazy about all of this stuff. 
He wanted the Holy Grail. He wanted the Ark they of the Covenant. They all are. Everybody. He want, no, was this guy. No, no, not like he was. He, Alamo, he recovered what was that? a Geronimo? lot of stuff. Geronimo he, he, and Alamo? Geronimo see, he and never, he, 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 he recovered a lot of stuff, but nothing he could ever use against us in war. So I think I think they know exactly where Gilgamesh's body is. I think that they, they got his DNA. And this is a conspiracy. You can call me conspiracy theory. I don't know. I think that they're trying to clone him. And it wouldn't surprise me if he might come back. No, well, if you him? can manipulate, if you have a person's a DNA, mm -hmm. you can manipulate it remotely <laughs> and it will affect every bloodline connected to that DNA, which they used to call witchcraft, ironically. But if you look Actually. up Spooky 2, there's a Rife machine that I believe China has come up with. You and should they read have L. Ron Hubbard if you believe two? that. Spooky 2. They have a Rife machine that's available to the public, scarily. But they have a list of thousands of frequencies if you have a person's dna you can manipulate their health basically and and this list that you can download it's a free pdf file um tells you every single illness to heal or kill a person based on science well and it's all what, about bloodlines exactly but if you take tombs of these mummies if you take a dead body it's like einstein they cut up against his family the one remaining you know the guy that was was in charge that buried helped bury him and stuff they scientists kept his brain and divided it up into 200 pieces and shipped it all over the world to other scientists and some of them still some of them are still missing well if you're worried about bloodlines there's only one bloodline to worry so about well, the there's Sinclair's. two bloodlines because we got the yeah, European. The Sinclair's is the only bloodline that is the, that is the ancestry of Christ. That is well, the that's only why bloodline they walked them about. out. They walked them out. You wouldn't worry about any other bloodlines but that one. And I hate and to say most of Sinclair's today are more. And they find that body, then all they have to do is is well, remotely manipulate that. Gilgamesh was not the bloodline of Jacob. This is why World War II happened to kill off these Jews. That was the last remnant of the bloodline of Jacob. And well, now well, we that have was all these Europeans. All I did was gave them their own country. Jews. Even the Pope right now is the first Pope Jesuit, Jesuit, however you want to say it, Pope that they've ever had, which I think possibly could be the Antichrist because the Romans hung Jesus to the cross. That's that same bloodline. So then they come in and they it, the the weapons of mass destruction is bloodlines. It's not the weapons of nuclear war. They went in. They try to get Gilgamesh. Maybe our maybe the United States captured I, him. The only bloodline anybody be worried about would be Christ. They wouldn't be worried about anybody unless it was. An That's what I'm worried line. about. The bloodline. Then, then they no then they would be worried about if it. There's if there's anything left. If there was an alien bloodline, they might be worried about that. But anything else, That's they're not an be worried about. They, um, what aliens don't exist, Joe? Yes, yeah, I know. Unfortunately, there's too much proof for it now. Next husband. Oh. <laughs> they, uh, unfortunately, we can't get away from it now. There's too many, too many things that have been let loose now. But it's just one of those things we're just going to talk about this forever. With. I'm sorry, everybody. Well, no, it's just, it's just if if they went to war over that, they screwed up because what happened? Well, Israel got their up. own country. No, what I'm saying is, if they were trying to do do any damage to Israelis, it fucking worked them backwards. They got their well, own country. Now. And not only do they have their own country now, they're protected by who? Us. So it really screwed up. Not only did you screw yourself out of getting rid of the Jews, you made them untouchable by anybody else in the world now. Because nobody's going to chance going to world. They're still remnant. There's still some. No, nobody's going to go to world war with us over the Jews. They're just not going. It's not worth it for anybody. 
Not well, even Middle I'll Eastern. Hold on, I'm just gonna, there. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say Kanye is not anti-Semitic in the stuff he mentioned. Kanye's a whack job. <laughs> He's missing right way now, by the drugs, way. Man. Almost won my, I almost wore my Kanye shirt tonight. That man's done way her. too many drugs. He's missing. He's missing. Good, he everybody. needs to be missing. Yeah. Some people don't need to be on our planet. He's one of them. He needs to go to Ray like the Dodo Kanye. Bird. I like Kanye. He, he, he's done way too many drugs. He's, he's too he's many of them downers and uppers and everything in between. He said, Oh, yeah, I, like I feel Kanye. bad today. Like most of Hollywood, I, let me, you know, what's that song? Uh, the good, the good at react song. What is it? Uh, oh, man. I can't oh, is it Eminem? Purple? No, no. This is, this is this is a group singing. The, the, the girls riding around on a bicycle delivering drugs to everybody. I can't think of the name of it now, but it's a good song. It's been out for a couple of years now, but uh, oh, about three years, I think. And it was pretty, it was a big hit there for a while too. But actually, Jennifer, I have no idea. Uh, most people, a lot of people today believe Jesus was an astronaut. They don't think he was Christ. He was a son of God. So. Well, the Jews, the Jews don't even believe he's Messiah. That's why we're going to have a No, the Jews prophet. don't. The Jews think he was a minor prophet. So do the Muslims. That's why we're having a false So this is what's problem for the Christians. an ascended master, basically. Like so, an enlightened yeah. individual. So this who... is the problem for the Christians. They got a big problem. Oh, hold on. I want to hear what Trish there says, was, too. There was, three, there was three people who knew Jesus existed. The Muslims, the Jews, and the Romans. The Romans said he didn't perform any miracles at all. He was just right. a man. And so that's the Antichrist. That's the, the, the Muslims said that at best he was a minor prophet. At best, that's their words, not mine. And then the Jews said the same thing. So here's the problem. We, we're, we're arguing about something that was written 200 years after his death, but yet we had people who were there at the time saying what he actually was. So why are we so hard to disbelieve what they said and believe what we, was written 200 years after his death? Mm -hmm. That's a big argument. you got to wonder why. Is, is the humans All need to follow that bad? I mean that that says a lot about people that you're going to well, follow something you can't prove in any light. But he wasn't he wasn't just you know crucified on the cross by himself. There were others there, there other too. People there. But, we, but you know their stories weren't the dominant um, one, obviously. But but what I'm saying is, I you know there's a version of e even modern times. There's healers that have done miraculous things that people. Well, wouldn't normally believe in um and so uh, there's a version of of jesus in almost every culture you know when you when you go to it's buddhism it's mostly it's good versus evil right in, in all of the peaceful religions who you you know for the most part um there's there, there's the same basically the same story it's it's no different than fairy tales well, because we're they're, they all have their different version. Or they all have their. They well, all have well, their. I want to push push this really quick. Carl Gallup's book changed my life in 2014. I read his book, The Rabbi Who Found Messiah. This is like the most famous rabbi in Israel, Rabbi Kaduri, and he talked about seeing Messiah, which he classified as Jesus. He wrote a letter, sealed it, put it in, in said, but "Do not know, open this up." Jesus looked like all the predictions and pro projections of Jesus are wrong. We know he wasn't Hold white. Hold on, time out. They, no, you got to go off. Brown you got to go off the the. Uh, what's it called? The Israelis the back then had kinky hair and almost olive-colored skin. So there's no well, way he's the, the, Bible the white guy we put all over. No, the, we're, over the that's, place. that's that's, that's politis. No, it's not the white guy, and it's not the black guy. He was middle. And Eastern. according to the Romans, he was gamely, which means he was ugly. Doesn't matter. No, that's you what I'm saying. You can have a good personality. So, but, I dated but, a lot of ugly guys. So, if you, but when you swallow the hook, line, and sinker, and you fall for that, you fall in for everything else. 
Well, you got to go by, I will tell you, 1811 Bible I have in the description of Jesus. And it even goes down to his eyes. But I'm just saying, so in look up Rabbi flood, who found, hold Jesus on, I'm just going to push this really quick. Rabbi who found Messiah, author is Carl Gallup's. He actually was with this rabbi, one of the most popular rabbis out of Israel, Kaduri, on his last couple years of him being alive in like 2005, 2006. He wrote a, a note to, to his predecessors that says, do not open this until a year after I, I'm dead. And Carl Gallops didn't know what that was. And after a year after he's dead, they had a great big comeback, a revelation period of these rabbis that Kaduri said he saw, I'm, I'm spoiling the book. You got to read the book though. It's amazing that, that, that there, there was a lot of people that came back to, to the, to Jerusalem and read this and started praying and believing that Jesus is the Messiah. So there is a remnant. Yeah, it's, it's, the Jews, it's the Masonic Jews. It's the Masonic Jews. It's believe. like the people who talk in tongues. It's the same thing. I talk in tongues. What's wrong with that? That's what I'm saying. It's part of the belief. It's still part of the belief. It's not part of something separate. It's part of the belief. And believing line. is never a good thing. Okay. When you start to believe, you always leave out stuff. You always go, you lean to whatever is perfect. Belief is just a bad thing. You should always check out facts. And not I, I don't know. I think believing is a good thing. It's, it depends on how deep you go into that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's and, true. But know. there's lots of things to believe in that are more real is what I'm saying. Well, there's Jesus things, is super real to me. I think well, it's yeah. all. And you know what? You know why I take up for Jesus all the time? Because I tell him, look, dude, I don't know why you listen to these whiny bastards on earth. Where is the coming? I don't know why you put up with these people whining to your ass all the time. I said, but, I would have already smoted their asses down already. But, but I, I have a scientific, like a, a way that, and this just came and I've had, you know, as you all know, I was, I was Christian for many years, never missed church. Most people on network, part yeah. of my, my church. I've studied many different religions. And then after I died a few times, you know, my, my belief system kind of changed, but I had a dream recently, like within the last year. I'm probably going to write a book about it, actually. Yeah. It's just so I'm people actually uh, grasp this concept. So it's been minutes. proven. It's been proven by science in the last few years that a mother and a child are connected uh, forever, right? Basically, because the fetus exchanges cells with the mother's brain and vice versa. So quite literally that mother is always connected to that child, correct? So if you think that's about why that, we got narcissists. But if you think about that in the concept of, um, you know, there, there's different, the, the Christ bloodline and God is within us and all around us and all of that and living forever. It's literally, it, I mean, since we're all connected to the person since the beginning of time, quite literally in the living, because that person who carries on, you know, every single, every single time somebody, a new generation comes along, a new baby is born, a new, those are exchanged and it's continual living, uh -huh. correct? Are, are you following? Like, so what are we going to do with all these surrogates now? But, but, and then I think, I feel like, um, everything it's just like in witchcraft everything's misinterpreted you know somebody says lamb's ear and we're talking about a damn plant and they go cut off a poor lamb's ear no 
Oh, no, we're mercy. talking about a plant in the spell, not like sacrificing a, a goat or something. You know what I mean? So I think all of that has been misinterpreted because if you go back to some of the oldest religions, Hindu, uh, like Buddhism, things like that, that deal with the chakras of the body, which have always been related to um, human consciousness and everything. And, um, and think about if... In different versions of the Bible, they say that, that Jesus rose again and all of this. And you start to think about reincarnation and actual, you know, people are reborn. Um, the lamb, uh, what is it? The, the lamb ma mantra, right, is the root chakra. So where is the root chakra? That would be considered like when, when a woman's pregnant, right? or it gives birth. So being reborn and the lamb, obviously that's the, the root chakra. So what if all this time- You're making me hungry, man. That was just misinterpreted. You know, <laughs> everything was, this. lamb is in L-A-M, not lamb, like the animal. Well, what you know if what I mean? it manipulates the word so, over uh, time? I, I, I'm gonna give y'all something to think about because we gotta go, but so here, here's something for everyone got, who's Christian, not Christian, or not in between. This is a real easy thing. Um, there was only one thing written in Aromatic at the time of Christ when he was alive. There was only one thing written. It's called the St. Thomas Epistle. Everything else was written after his death by 200 years or more. Okay. This all it said was, is split a log, there I am, split a rock, there I am. It did not mention about organized religions or churches or anything else. Mm -hmm. Jesus' mantra always was, here I am. Worship me here. You don't have to give money. You don't have to be organized. You don't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. He wasn't what we would consider a cat. He wasn't even Christian. Remember, he was a Jew. So I don't even know why he wouldn't even came up with all his bullshit. Uh, I'm, just gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell everybody here because um, I'm just going to, this is my last word on it. Jesus was a hybrid. He might have been a hybrid. I ain't even He was part that spirit out. and he was part human. And I, I, I hybrids exist. Hybrid. And the Nephilim was here before the flood and after the flood. And we are dealing with the spiritual war and it deals with bloodlines. That's all I'm saying. Now, now he, could have, he could have been a hybrid of an alien too. <laughs> it's just as easy as he was an alien that came Aliens are fallen stars. You know, what's funny to me is, is how many people don't ever stop to think that he could have been an extraterrestrial visiting this planet and they took advantage of him. Yes. Because today- a, well, a he bunch knew it before we were our mother's womb, so we so can be extra if you've ever watched, the, read the book or watched the movie Late Great Planet Earth, so they say 85% of everything's already came to pass, and humans can reproduce at least 90% of all the, the miracles that were produced. We're only 10% yes. away. So does that make us gods? No, it does not. No. And in 100 years, everything that Jesus did, we will be able to reproduce. Does that make us gods? No, it does not. But if we travel back to, to, uh, to another world, it will. Or even if we go down in the jungles of Africa, it will. That makes us God. When we, when we visited South America and Africa, they thought the white man were God okay. or spirits or whatever. So that's the problem with all of this is, you know, people 2,000 years ago thought much differently than people do today. So it's hard mm -hmm. to say what we the actually ran into. The same thing with the story of Lilith as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's the story on the other side of it that she had all these gifts and was kind of an outcast, obviously, because of it. So... No, Denise, no, I believe in, in a creator. I'm just not sure what we were taught is true. I mean, there was lots of history before Christ, and a lot of what's mm -hmm. written in the Bible is well, stories I mean, that were written before Christ. Well, I mean, we got that's developing the God particle. Like, yeah, uh, so. the, the elite know that Jesus But you know what they think the God the particle is, real. right? They don't think it's it has anything to do with religion. 
Yeah, they that do. part the, was the creation part was part of the spark yeah. of life. And, well, they don't even, think it's, it's God. Even in the Bible it. tells us where, where Satan's throne dwells. And where does it dwell? If you look up the coordinates but on it, it's the Geneva. Bible know? But, but you see, you just made my point for me. 1811? Only, only, only Christ would have known where the where hell was. The, the apostles were never wasn't, it wasn't discussed. Only I'm thing written in the, the Bible was Satan written is. by the apostles. The throne of oh. Satan is very real. And oh, that's that, that's still based on Christian writing. It's, it's not based 1811 on 1811 Bible. It's, it's not. I, I will never read a Bible that's post World War One. Well, you should always because most of the Bibles rewritten. Are no, they are all manipulated. Ways. But there's a but, there's a lot of different views on Satan as well. That he wasn't always. You know, there's there's many. Many religions that don't believe in in good and evil as but today as he's supposed portrayed. to be an extraterrestrial. But anyway, we got to get out of here, guys. Yeah, Lots of y'all to think about it. it. Was a great conversation with everybody tonight. I'm pretty sure we can break three million, which so uh, that's really great. Three uh, and a but, half hours. Yeah, that's why I said I'm pretty sure we broke three million. It was a really good show. Everybody held their own. Everybody did a good job. Janine, no, we're not here to agree. We're here to express ideas for y'all to think about. And remember this: I don't always say what I actually believe, so always keep that in mind. And some of the other hosts on the network are the same way. So we're here to express opinions so that y'all have options to think about. Whether I'm right, whether Emily's right, whether Trisha's right or Jay's right is going to come up to y'all. That's y'all's decision to make, not ours. And I'm going to tell you this like I tell you all the time. Whatever makes you feel as snug as a bug in a rug is what you should believe. Whatever gives you that sense of somebody's arms are wrapped around you, something makes you feel great, you should believe it. If that gives you the sense of, of love and happiness, you should believe it, whatever that may be. Because uh, unfortunately on this planet, you know, there's just as many Muslims as there are Christians. So I'm not going to condemn a whole group of people because they don't believe in the same things I believe in or the Jews for that matter. Because if you Bible go by, the, if you go by the original Bible, everybody on the planet screwed. Heaven's full. The 144,000 have already been taken. Uh, the 12 tribes have already been taken that. and everybody else is done. That's the Old Testament. We had to redo a New Testament so us people could go to heaven. Keep that in mind. We did this so we could actually go to heaven. So you have to think of some of the motivation behind what goes into all of this. Uh, but I think so there's, there's literally Bibles. billions the Old of Testament and the New Testament. Read both. Unfortunately, I had to read them quite a lot. It used to make me Well, crazy. relationship is more important than religion. Yes. And, and remember, people, love is the way. You know, don't hate. You know, none of us got mean about what we were talking about tonight or what we believe. No. In. We might have picked on each other a little bit, but that's part of doing radio. But again, this is for y'all's view. This is for y'all's understanding. You can believe Emily. You can believe Trish. You can believe myself. You can believe Jay. You can take whatever you want. You can choose between the four of us and then add in some other stuff. But just re remember, if, if it gives you that sense of, of happiness and love, do it. Take it. Be grateful you have that peace in your life because a lot of people don't. They really, really don't. Any part notes, guys, before we get out of here? Emily, you want to go first? Tell them where you're at, how you love them and all. Don't I like love everybody. What the Frick Live is going to be part of the network here yeah, soon. Pretty soon. On we're a regular basis. Yeah, she'll on be a regular basis. basis. So what uh, the I have a lot of upcoming guests. I'm booked all the way yeah, she does good. to April. Uh, and I like the way she puts her shows together. Uh, Jay, uh, when did you come back with Jeffrey? Uh, January 14th or 16th, I think. Um, God, the first two shows are going to be planned. Fire his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, good thing the I like January that, uh, 4th, I think, is the first show. This is coming up next week. So look for uh, Jeffrey and Wham on Church of Mabus Fridays at 8 Uncle here on the network. Wham. Yeah, Wham is great. Uh, mm -hmm. Trish, go ahead, sweetie. I thank everyone for joining us. You know, as always, it, we appreciate our, our listeners. And 
um, my show, I've got a lot of new things for this year, but of course, you know, everybody knows I'm a hot mess. So you never know what you're going to get because my That's beliefs right. literally change daily due to my, uh, not that only my intuition, <laughs> but well, yeah, I'm crazy, but, but there's so many things like it would blow people's minds the things that happen in my life. So y'all should actually listen to her. She, she talks a lot about stuff. Her and I will get together soon and, and do a show together. I want to get together we, with Trish. No, Joe. Yes. Well, you do. You can talk with Trish. We'll be talking about okay. different things anyway, yeah. but I, I wanted y'all two to get together. That's why I invited her on tonight. I wanted to get yes. to meet who you were. Uh, there's a couple other hosts I want you to meet down the line. Uh, I should have invited Laura Lee tonight, but we barely got enough time in with us. <laughs> it was too much. But anyway, guys and girls, on that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has a fabulous New Year. Please stay out of trouble. Have a great time. You know, get do whatever you do that makes you happy, but don't harm anybody else while you're doing it. Yeah, and think about it. Drink. And think about it when you when you're at the bar and you're getting ready to leave. Remember, almost every city in the United States will give you a free ride home if you're drunk. So you have two options. You can get a free ride home with the cab or you get a free ride home to chair. Either way. Never. But I don't want to see anybody getting killed because you're, you're an alcoholic or you got a problem out there. So just remember, you know, have some fun. And if you can't assign a driver, then just park your car wherever, hop in a taxi cab and go home. Uh, and yeah, or as a wellness and fitness, you know, trainer, don't make resolutions that are unobtainable that yes, you will I break agree. before I, the end of January. My resolution is I'm going to lose 100 pounds and be like uh, 108 pounds or something. So. No, just you, that, that's what I mean. You got to make, you have to make smaller obtainable goals otherwise i was going to make the resolution out. that i was going to become spider-man in the new year but yeah, i guess my, I can't. my resolution is to lose the covid weight i put on doing three years of covid <laughs> that's what my resolution is you're going anyway, to need another covid to come around and take that weight off you i know well we get busy again one thing is one good about me once i get working i get i start losing yeah. weight but we got to go guys and girls hope everybody enjoyed the show any moans bones gritches gripes or anything else please write to michelle de rocher yeah. <laughs> don't do that to her <laughs> and uh <laughs> That's her job, man. Look, she she tears some ass up. That's why she's the boss. She always she used to always tell me before she was man, she's just too easy. You're just too easy. I said, You want to be boss? <laughs> Go ahead, you can be the boss. And I said, now she's the boss. And uh Jeremy, no, if you ever try to get on network, she's extremely fair, but she's got her view of where this network's going and, and that's her job. So just keep that in mind when you're talking to her. And I know everybody else has some fun and, and stay out of trouble and just have a good time. And man, 2023 is going to be far better than 2022 is. I can already tell. Unless Putin lobs a nuke at us. And then it might, then it might be a oh, little dirty mouth. And don't even. Love that. No, yeah, don't I, even I, I, I'm in a state where it's safe for Kansas over there. She's going to get wiped out because of a bunch of nuclear weapons there. Kentucky's okay. Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're close to DC. You're gone too. They're not even part of America. But anyway, good night, everybody. And I was going to say, Oh, who you can catch. Well, you know what? Dave Scott is still on for about an hour, so y'all can check out Spaced Out Radio. And good night, guys. Dun, good night. Dun, dun, dun. Good night.